roughly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And we have a very, uh, I wouldn't say special, because we don't think this is so special, but we have a, an important episode, I should say. Uh, we're going to be touching base with a bunch of people in NorCal um, that have all been affected by this incredibly in, yeah, intense fire. That's just, it's the biggest thing that's ever hit NorCal, or California in general. And uh, a lot of breeders and a lot of growers are losing everything they have, um, you know, it's devastating, and I think if anybody listens to my show, they've known that I had a fire too. It wasn't a, wasn't a, uh, it was completely my fault. Fire. I have nobody else to blame but myself. But just it doesn't matter. Once you get burned down like that and lose everything, it's a uh, mind blowing because you have these, uh, you go through these stages, you know. And I think everybody that we're going to talk to is is, you know, a week in, like five days into this, and so it's it's still super fresh. Um, we're going to have Sub, because originally the show was going to be Sub Cool and me hanging out, and uh, now that we, you know, now he's, he's uh, reeling from this situation, I talked to him about an hour ago, amazingly good spirits considering what's going down, uh, I think a lot of it's, you know, when you, when you lose everything, every little thing you find or you remember is also super important, you're like, oh, you know, I'm so glad I have that, even though it wasn't even that important to you six, you know, at 10 minutes earlier, but it's just because of the fact that yeah, you get into that weird situation. We're going to have Sub on. We're going to have um, John from Lumpa Farms on. Same situation. Lost, I think, everything. I mean, we're going to find out more. Gabby from the Garden Spout in Santa, in Santa Rosa. Um, his house completely gone. I don't know about the shop situation. We'll find out more about that. Um, we're going to have Tim Blake on right away, I think. And he is uh, the organizer of the Emerald Cup. Everybody's wondering what the fuck's going on with the Emerald Cup now because, you know, Santa Rosa, we've, we've lost hotels um, you know, there's, it, it's devastating. My sister lives there too. And she was lucky because the house that she was going to buy a couple of years ago, she decided not to, she kind of, eh, I don't know maybe I don't want this one, that one gone. Um, so she made a good move by not, not moving into that place, but we're also going to have, who else are we going to have on? Um, I think, I think that was it. There's somebody else. Oh, of course. What am I thinking? See, it's here now. James will be on at some point. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep this show around two hours because we started late Again, my fault entirely. Um, well, now, fuck Comcast. That's the first thing I'm going to say. These guys, I mean, I spent an hour and a half on the phone trying to get the internet turned back on here and somehow managed to pay. <laughs> they managed to, like, weasel me into paying all my other bills by pretending I was paying this bill. Wow. So, like, all of a sudden I'm paying my house bill and I'm paying this other bill. I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't even turning on. So I apologize for the lateness. I'm sure we lost a ton of people off the front end. We're like, man, there's no show today. Couldn't announce anything because we had no internet. So I was like, oh my God, we're like trapped in the, trapped here. 
Um, so let's do a quick shout out right now, since we're not going to have time probably during the thing and everybody's going to start calling in. And if Tim, if, uh, James is listening, he can call Tim and tell him to call in in about five minutes and I'll just ram through these, uh, through these sponsors so we can make sure that, you know, keep the lights on in the internet worker. That's probably half the problem right there. <laughs> so right out of the gate, our buddies over at new millennium, uh, they're going to come on the show too. Cause they got those new products that they, we need to, we need to try. I haven't even got to try them yet. Um, and, and uh, you can contact new millennium at new millennium nutrients.com. And you can find out they have a great new website, store finders, nutrient ca- uh, calculators, all sorts of things on there that you makes it easy as a grower. And uh, you also can, Rest assured, I've used this product for a couple of years now, and I am 100% sure that you will be happy with it. Guaranteed. How's that for an advertisement like that? Mm. Beautiful. Um, once again, newmillenniumnutrients.com, and we'll have Cole on the show soon, and we'll have them come through and bring their product, and one day we're going to have Neil on the show, too. It's going to be a good one. Um, and our other buddies over at Incredibles... Also a new website. These guys, I don't know what's going on with our sponsors, but they seem to be all on the same page where they're just like taking, you know, bam, launch them all in the same week. Ginger Peach, have never even heard of it. Look at that. Whoa, whoa. Going national. <laughs> See, I'm just learning. I'm, I'm learning by looking at this website. That's how <laughs> on point it is. But Pumpkin Pie Delight, it's that time of year. Yep. And uh, you can also, you know, you can guarantee, rest assured, any products you get from them are going to be super on point, consistent. That's the key to their success. And if you're into making extracts uh, and you want to pick up the best machine out there, that's you're going to talk to these guys also. And that's why they have such a good product because it's all in-house. They, they grow it, process it, and sell it. Boom. That's what a formula, huh? It's like, it's like back in the day when people were just like, you know, if you have a – how could you not see that as being the most obvious thing? That you need to produce your own product, be consistent, so that you know what the hell you're doing. Um, you go to iloveincredibles.com, check out the website you're for yourself, and if you are happen to be in Nevada, California, uh, Colorado, and where's the other one? Is there one more? Aha, uh-huh, we have the first call in. It should be Tim. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who have we got? This is Subcool ah, from sub, the road. Sub is in the house. All right, right out of the gate, right out of the gate. I think Tim's going to call in in a minute anyway, but we can always link you guys all up. We'll get on the one big chat together. So um, so I, I'm going to say how you doing, but how you doing? <laughs> so I, I, you, know, you know, I tell you, I'm be all weird here. So I'm the Phoenix bitch. I'm coming from the ashes. Right. Yeah. What it is. The house is gone. Everything's gone. And I'm free for the first time. I don't have a garden in 40 years. I'm not sure about plants or clones or... That's crazy, right? That is like the, it's, it's, when we talked just a little while ago, I, I had this, I, I remember the same thing though, where I, after my fire, it was like the next day I was like, well, there's a lot of things I don't have to do now because they're just not there anymore. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, where were you when this all went down? Were you at home or? Yeah. So I'll, I'll just tell you just a second to tell the story. I like telling it because I was in shock and I sucked at telling it. So here we go. So I was in the house um, with Jill, and we were watching us. I don't watch TV, but we watched the show Ray Donovan, and it's lifestyle of cancer. And I, said, I hate it because I'm, I'm sick. So I was in the bedroom, and I'm avoiding it. And Jill said, I smell smoke, and I smell smoke too. And, and Jill, Jill is like on top of shit. So she, she went under the deck, and she came back out, and she said, We need to leave. And I was like, What? What? And, you know, and she said, No, get on porch. Five football fields from my house. The flames were 300 foot of me. Wow. The sound was like 80 decibels of bass. 
and shit was exploding. So she grabbed the cat and yelled, Rue, leave, 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 you got to go. And I'm, I don't want to sound like this. That's going to sound crazy, but it really wasn't. I was kind of showing off some stuff. I was like, I'm not leaving. I'll burn with the house. Not a shitty week. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got some hash, and I got my wallet, and I got my phone, and I looked at my dog, and I left. And then that's really The house was gone in minutes. Um, Wow. Then it came over the ridge, and telephone poles exploding. You get to the bottom of the hill. The fire chases is the bottom of the hill. We go to someone's house. That house is evacuated. We make appointments at a hotel. That hotel burns the fuck down. Um, we're racing through the fire. Like, oh shit, racing through the fire. I did it. I was live, screaming. Then you hear my truck going, blah, 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 in the fire. And, shit. and then we got all the way out of town to Windsor. We finally got a little hotel with no service and everything. And then that hotel was under evacuation order threat the whole time me and Jill was there for three days. Really? You just said, fuck it. We're not going, no water, to, we're not going no until we hear it this time. No wow. Just, it's, it's, and I will tell you people for, I've never been in a, a we got no, like, like, like some people are like, hey, there's a fire and they come and they do the back way. We, we heard a roar in the boogie. Yeah. So I had to, I love this part of the stupid ass story. I had 1200 grams of ash with me because we've been making ash for a week. French and only and all these ash makers for harvest. So that's the only thing I left my house with. Not the laptop, not the bank records, not kids' pictures. I grabbed this cooler full of hash. So I'm riding around California selling my hash so I can live. Right, right. I mean, this is, I mean, what about the beans? I mean, that's obviously everyone's fucking, that's, that's the scary They're part. Gone. Well, just so people don't freak out, I mean, we have multiple locations. We yeah. have seeds all over the world and we have other plants all over the world. Right. We're restructuring, but yeah, it all burnt down. All the moms, the, the pinot's gone. Wow. Leo did not come and get the pinot because he's busy. Frenchie didn't pick it up when he was making hash. Right. It's gone from the earth. That's crazy. I think Leo's coming on the show in a little bit, so we'll scold him. He's like, dude, you should have at least picked up the pinot. That's just good. I know, I know. It's, it's, and, you know and, and the crazy part, too, though, is when you're, uh, you know, like like we were saying before, like you, you, you can't even fathom the amount of things that are that you don't even remember because you're just like, you know, right now you're in shock. So it's kind of like it's going to come to you like in these little waves, you know, just like, oh, you know, because it's weird, too. And, and genetics-wise, too, my thing was when I saw my fire, I was just thinking of, like, the males mostly than anything, you know what I mean? It was all the males that I'd know that nobody really had backups of, you know, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be a fucking hell. Because I didn't have as much of I mean, I had about 80, 80% backed up, but it was the male side that was really, for me, a hard one because, you know, nobody ever, no, no one ever wanted to hang on to those for me or I wouldn't trust them in, in the first place, you know. Right. I've been lucky this year. Um, we diversified. And, you know, for instance, like we lost a strawberry cough and, you know, Kyle Cushman was absolutely, but, you know, that don't mean it's in my hand in a fucking reading room. That means I got to get it. I got to make sure it ain't got bugs on it. The backup made by it. Not cut, cut down college. It's just part of the business. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I did want to say this, and so everybody hears, um, you know, the outpouring of love from Ed Rosenthal to Kyle Cushman to, to Soul of Brothers Grimm offered me his A13 that I sent to Bob, to people off. To be losing. Oh, I did. I lost. You guys hear him? Oh, my, my thing's not working. I don't hear him. I don't hear him. Oh. Yeah, I don't hear him. Okay, either. we lost him. All right, because my thing sometimes doesn't work. No, I think we lost him. All right. Um, if you're hearing us and we're not hearing you some magically way, just give us a call right back. 
Yeah, he's going to give us a... Because we're still connected here to him. Huh, strange. All right. So... Disconnect, and then we'll... All right. We'll, we'll, oh, no. He'll be like... If he's somehow magically talking. And then if Tim uh, is listening, he can call in at any point, too, because we can... We have the power to have multiple people on here. So. Oh, there he is. So we got you back? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, we lost you. I don't know if you were talking to nobody for a minute there, but... <laughs> yeah, the, the, only, the only other thing I wanted to say, and then yeah. I'll, I'll stop my little rant here and ask some questions you got, is um, some, some GoFundMe accounts were created, and, and you know in this business, Adam, we all have haters, so... You know, the very first thing that happened was, why are we going to have stuff? You know, whatever breeder, blah, 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 blah. And so the GoFundMe accounts that have been created for me, I think it's just awesome. Uh, any money that's raised for me, I'll take bongs, hat pins, hoodies, pants. Okay, I'm not like that. But if anybody raises money for me, I'm just going to turn around and give it to somebody to beat Because it's just, it's just the easiest thing for me to do, you know, to, to, to deal in this world. Um, uh, I'm not destitute. I lost all my shit, but I'm not destitute. Right. So any money raised for me, I'm just going to find a family in Northern California and give me money. There's that. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy. There's been like, because uh, we're having Gabby. You know, you know Gabby from the Garden Spout, I'm assuming, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Gabby, Gabby's going to be on a little bit later, um, about another hour or so. I think he's going to jump on. But uh, I've been, like, I sent him some, like, right away I sent him some clothes because I had, you know, for, for his kid, for his one-year-old. And, uh, but he's, like, there's a lot of that going on up there where it just seems like the people, you know, as always, the people who, who really don't even have any money are the ones who are just handing it over to, like, the, you know, paying off, helping people out and stuff. And that's one of the crazy, crazy things whenever there's something like this, major like this. And, and NorCal, of all places, is probably the one place that, you know, people always looked out for each other in a sense. So it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing to hear some of the stories uh, of people, you know, reaching out and even the ones who have the least. Like he was, I'm sure he's going to tell the story of the. You know, I'm sure I don't want to kill his stories, but he basically said that he was at a shop and had a five, you know, he had a five hundred dollar bill and uh, he only had three hundred bucks on him. And then the the bagger who definitely does not make that much money, you know, said, I'll take care of it for you. You know, what I mean, shit like that's going down, which is which is awesome. Here's one for you. So, are you aware of my work with autistic uh, kids and families? Uh, yeah, yeah. To so, explain. Yeah, it, yeah. So, so we, yeah, we, were, yeah, we raise money for kids. Uh, and I, I don't have a five hundred one c because getting a charity with a marijuana based business is worse. So I just give the money away. I raise it. I give it away. Mm-hmm. I got taxed that off there. But so we help. We, we find families that life is shit on that have autistic kids, and we, we help them out all the time. So, me and Jill are in line the first night at Rayleigh's, and we don't have cash. It's not a question of money. Mm-hmm. You know, the cash machines don't work. Credit cards don't work. I mean, it's, it's, it's apocalypse. Right. You're standing on with a family, and they have an adult autistic child. You can, you can tell an autistic child, especially when they're adult, because they he needed to see Safeway, so that he knew Safeway hadn't burned the fuck down. That's it. That's mm-hmm. how our system works. So he's standing there, and the lady, she looked at Jill, who had on, Jill left the house with, with some, like, sweats on and a shirt, and that's it. No, no, it was Jill put on a piece of jewelry that I gave her kind of sick but so the lady looks at jill and she's like did she, are you okay and she's like yeah we, we both we went we lost everything and so she bought our groceries and then she turned around and gave us a hundred dollars and i've never had charity before i mean when i got out of jail people fed me but i've never had anybody give me charity and so i might get a little choked up here i turned to the lady i said you know until three days ago i was the one helping you and i said this is some bizarre sense of karma that the first person i see that actually puts food in my body is a family with, with an autistic child. So it is certainly right. full circle. Right. No, it's you awesome. find the best of humanity in this. The best. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. And what's the situation right now? Like, I mean, as far as I mean, I still every time I hear on the radio, it sounds like it's uh, still raging pretty hard. Yeah, it's, it's Armageddon. Uh, the, the news doesn't do it well. Uh, the, the water's toxic. No services. There's no gas. The restaurants are closed. The fire went through the city and ravaged it. The red barn's gone. Uh, two hotels are gone. Thousand, four thousand homes. And now it's in Napa, and you can hear the fire. It sounds like a subwoofer. Just... The bad news is the winds are coming up. So the winds at my house was seventy-five mile an hour when the fire hit. That's why my house is gone. So when the wind picks up, the fire moves. When the wind shifts, it burns something else. Mm-hmm. It comes. It's been back on areas, Adam. Like it, like it's cleared an area, and then people come back, and then they're like, "Here comes the fire again." It's terrifying. Wow. wow. Kids are traumatized. They think it's the end of the world. Right. It's it's it's, it's really like scary on the level, but I'm not. I am not doing a good job of explaining how terrifying. No, I can. Well, I mean, in a, in a sense, you are doing a great job, just because uh, <laughs> you know, is, people don't realize how quick those things move. And you know, we we had the we had to clear out of our house in Colorado a couple of, in 2012. They had a lot of fires here too, and it was a similar thing where it was on the ridge behind my place, but it was pretty far away still, but I could start to see the glow, you know what I mean? And it was like, they're telling us to evacuate now, you know what I mean? And I'm like, holy fuck. And then it's just like, you know, that was my second year back from Holland, you know, and there's definitely no forest fires in Holland happening, you know what I mean? That's like (laughs) (laughs) seriously not in their their world at all, you know? And and so... uh, it was just weird. It was like, wow, this is, this is real. This is happening, you know, but it, it never got, it, it literally was still miles away from my place. But, uh, when I think Callie's always had that, you know, there's so much undergrowth and there's so much like material to, to burn at this point. And up there has been always, it's, it's crazy. Cause it went through such a drought and then all of a sudden you got all this rain and then you think, Oh, we're saved. You know what I mean? It was like that moment where it just felt like it was like, it had gone like, okay, everything's full again. We're doing great. You know? And then this kind of comes through. Well, you and, nailed it. You nailed it. We burnt well, the wind burned us down. But the other reason we down is because we forgot. We're like, Oh man, it was a great year. We had plenty of rain. Mm-hmm. You know, fire season's over. Well, bullshit. Right. Right. No, and it's, well, it's that classic. I always, I always tell people too, and you know, it's, and of course in, in this situation, it's not any, obviously it's not any person's fault unless we find out that it's actually PG and E or whatever the, like they're saying it possibly is with the, uh, with the, uh, fallen well, lines. Well, you know, I, I do, ha- I, it was fallen lines. We believe that, but I also want to address something else. So, um, my neighbor, I have a neighbor, he works for Cal Fire. He backfired his house. He burnt my fucking house down. Straight up, he burnt my fucking house. But the winds were blowing seventy mile an hour, and the entire county burnt down. Would my house have burnt down if my neighbor wouldn't have started the fire? Probably so. You with me? Right. right. So it was wind. Mm-hmm. I talked to my daughter. She's a conspiratist. I didn't think the government burned all the weed. The government didn't set fucking the state of California on fire to burn the weed down. No. But what they did was they didn't have a fire truck at my house for seven, seven hours. Right. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a fire truck in a week. What do you do with the fire? You spray water on it. I've seen no fire trucks. Right. So the state of California has no infrastructure for fighting this fucking fire. This day. It's That's crazy it. that it's they don't magic. have. It's crazy that they don't have. I mean, and what I heard, which is even worse, is that we have actually got those planes, but they're not. They're just like not flying them. They're just sitting there. You know what I mean? We have actually two planes in the country, but they're not allowed to fly them or some bullshit. It was just like. 
what? Like, are you kidding me right now? You just, you use everything you got, you know what I mean? You dump as fucking fast as you can, but, I mean, this one definitely. And three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago, Adam, when, when fire hit our house, there were, there were helicopters and shit flying over our house. They were dropping water on them. I don't, I don't understand. I do know the Oregon firefighters are here. I do know everybody's proud of them, and I know they're in the front line. And I want to make sure that people listening to me no, I'm not dogging firefighters. They're risking their life to fight this fire on the line. I'm saying the cities themselves. They didn't send out 50 fire trucks. They have seven houses on my property. They're fucking gone. Gone. Trees are gone. Vineyards are gone. Pot plants are gone. Gone. That's not good. Yeah. No, it's going to take a and lot. Here's another one. Tell her. Here's another one. Mudflats. Oh, yeah. So my property is awesome. It's a mountain and it has no damn trees. So I'm going to keep it because I can grow cannabis there. But what do you think is going to happen this winter when the rain? So no grass, trees. Yeah. No, it's it's uh it's it's crazy too because like Big Sur with the with their first slide that they had, it was like watching California kind of fall apart at that point where you're like, wait a minute, did it just lose like a whole road? You know what I mean? Is it 145 feet of fucking? Is that like is that happening? Is that like and it's like, yep, it, they're not going to clear it for fucking years. You know who knows how long? And so, kind of you see how you see the California that 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 we all, we all heard we all heard about. Next is an earthquake, and then we're all fucked. You know what I mean? It's just like Jesus Christ, because uh. You know how things roll, right? <laughs> they come in threes, don't they? So what is this? Is this a, a, a drought? You had the drought, now you had the fire? Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, who knows? Yeah, Callie's... But there's, you know, there's there's cool things out of it. Um, I, and one thing I did want to mention up in, uh, uh, close to home, up in Cloverdale, mm-hmm. the Soil King, uh, Patrick, uh, he rallied. His uh, garden center became the drop-off for, for horses and dogs and goats and cats and rabbits and then his dispensary became a drop-off for cannabis and medibles and hash and blankets. And, and their community, again, like they started this study, they just rally together. Wow. And it's so weird. Like, the morning, I'm standing there next to Pat. And it's like, we're standing there together. We take pictures of each other on the Instagram so people know we're both alive. Right. And it's just, I can't believe how everybody's standing behind each other. People that don't like me have called me. You okay? <laughs> Well, that's what happens, right? Hopefully, I think. I think, yeah, and that's the thing is, people just got to like you know, come together. Speaking of coming together, we got Tim on the line now, or what do we got? Who we got? Uh, this is Johnny from Lumpa Farm. Oh, oh Lumpa, hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling in. So now we got you guys both together. That's a it's a good combination, actually. So, uh, welcome to the show. I don't know if you've been listening to Sub, but. We've been hearing his, uh, his 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 story, which is amazing, but terrible, obviously. And uh, I, we heard the same, like literally, because he was just saying how people who didn't even like him were calling him up and saying, "Are you okay?" And that's pretty much where we're when you jumped in. And I feel like there's a great combination of getting us all on the line together. And it's like three breeders who kind of all never really, you know. I think we, everybody we have our own little camps, you know what I mean? And everybody kind of. Like thinks we don't like each other or something. I was like always a. I was always we're a just thing. busy. And we're like, we're just I'm busy. like I don't. I don't, I don't go, Do you like Adam? I go, Yeah, I'm busy. I don't know what he's doing. I'm busy. <laughs> exactly. It's not like we're like in each other's uh, in each other's business too much, but at the same time, I never really had any. Like, I was like, I don't know. I never really had an issue. I just, you know, we do what we do, and then but people always read into everything. Right. You know, oh, he's using his thing, or that's somebody who's calling it the same as that. Uh, it's over. It's over. But people situa- love drama. But you know what, man? It's things like this that brings us all together. You know, I mean. Yeah. And uh, tell us, tell us, you, uh, people, I mean, yeah, so we heard on the, uh, on the, uh, the 
can of grape line right away. It was like you, that you lost everything in that sub. Pretty much those are the two that I heard right out of the gate, and I was like, holy shit, this is real shit now. So, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, where, where were you at, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Re- Redwood Valley, Potter Valley. You know, it's, we've been kind of yeah. doing recon missions the past, like, couple days. Just Man, I woke up in the middle of the night. I got a phone call from my buddy Tony at Honeysuckle, and uh, man, he saved saved a lot of people's lives. They didn't even set off an uh, alarm or nothing. Uh, you know, when I by the time I went outside, there was flames everywhere. And yeah, that's the scary know, part, I, right there. Not even a warning. I mean, normally you think no, that we got nothing. No, yeah, no, there's nothing. You know, every, many people that I know are in the same boat. There's nothing but a, a found it. Whatever was cement left, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've been. Are you been are you still up there, Johnny? Are you still up there? Uh, I'm in Redwood Valley right now as we speak. We're doing. Uh, we've been cutting people's gardens and, and hauling them out because you know the fire is still out of control, and um, you know it's it's a it's it's pretty pretty sad out here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all. Still, you can't breathe still, right? I mean, yeah, I, it's actually not super smoky right now, but um, it's pretty pretty foul. I had to bug out because of my COPD. It just it was getting worse. I was getting dizzy. My head was pounding. I can't wear a mask. All of those people that wear masks, I can't. It recirculates too much for me because of my breath. But anyway, I got. I finally got the hell out of that. I couldn't. I left yesterday, and I can breathe again. So I'll go back Monday. And uh, one of the things I was going to tell some people that I learned, I try to pass on information when I learn it that that costs me money. So for you people who can't get to your house, don't go to your house. They've issued alerts and notices to don't go to your house because you could get killed or whatever. But if you do live in a safe area, I do. I know where I live. I know where my house is. Never let me go there. I'm taking a fucking lawyer to the police line on Monday, and he's going to have to give me legal consequences for my house because. You know, my house was worth a lot of money, and there's things there that I need to go look at. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've called a few times. I've been polite. The guy was a prick this morning, rude. So I called my lawyer, and he says, we'll go up Monday. That's simple. Well, so if you if you do uh, have valuable property, you might want to get your lawyer involved. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, the, the Farm Bureau here in Mendocino has been very helpful with us. Um, you know, um, you know, if... Any other farmers out there, you know, you might want to call the Farm Bureau or the Ag Department and mention that you have uh, commerce or animals that you need to tend to. Uh, they could put you on a list, and uh, you could get in. And um, that's that's pretty much what we've been doing. Um, yeah, it's the animal, it's the animal part that's kind of crazy, too. There's so many animals that got, uh, like, you know, obviously got killed, but on top of that, you know, separated from wherever and on top of and then also the have, have you guys had any encounters with wild animals coming through and stuff just because of the trying to escape or like you see any yeah. of that oh, yeah yeah oh yeah the the deers the, the, the deers are on the road because they're scared of the woods right i just actually got my cat returned to me uh so the cat that we thought was gone survived kitty's here sitting on my lap his paws are pretty burnt but wow uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him to the vet here now. And yeah, I mean it's crazy. We cats, had a, uh, cats are pretty uh, cats are pretty amazing. We had, sometimes. We had one. Yeah, go ahead. We had one. We couldn't. We had one, and this is a sore subject, but it's life, real life. We have a cat named Frida. She's badass. She kills crows, birds, snakes. She's an awesome cat, and, and she's she's wild. You can't find her, and she was gone when when we left. And you know, Jill's convinced she burned to death, and I told Jill she did. She's a cat. She's smart. She hauled ass. But 
neighbor gets back and his goats are in the backyard fried bledding and went to shoot them. So yeah, it was, it's pretty apocalyptic. But I, I want to, can I tell you a funny story? We got like two minutes. I think I'm story. Um, sure. I got, I think, wait, wait one second. Is that Tim? That's Tim. How you doing? Hey, Tim. So we got Tim Blake on the line too. Uh, just, uh, we have, we, we have the Emerald Cup. Yes, with the Emerald Cup, that's that guy. Um, we got. I was just going to tell you, Tim, that we have Subcool on the line also with us live. Hey, and, Sub. And then we also, have, uh, we also have we also have John from Lupa Farms on. So we have a full, and I mean, they're both of them uh, pretty much lost everything. So we're going through the stories too. So jump in at any time, right. Tim. I'm sure you're dealing with some stuff too, huh? Oh well, not not what they are. I mean, Sub and. Uh, John lost a lot to five vineyards and stuff, and they've lost all their genetics. So yeah. they're two of the prime people we're talking about uh, getting together on Monday. Leo and Jackson and a bunch of people, you know, Casey from Happy Days, and figure out how we can support you guys. Uh, my hearts go out to you guys. I know we, we talked yesterday, John. I uh, hope you're doing better. Yeah, you know, one step at a time. We're, we're keeping it going forward. Yeah, this is amazing. I mean, yeah, uh, and, definitely and, touched by all the people that have been reaching out. That's definitely... Uh, Definitely makes things feel a little better. I know you got good good people behind you. Right. Well, we talked before about uh, having an opportunity for you to come help us, John. Uh, every crisis has an opportunity, and so uh, you know we uh, we'll, we'll you know extend that out there and get you a place to move and with your family and stuff. If it uh, if it works, we'll see how things go over the next week. But you got a backup there, and boy, I just saw you down there, Patrick King's, uh, you know, sub, and it's like you. Uh, Boy, you were so uh, kind of excited about the direction you were going, and I'm sorry that it took a, such, such a drastic turn. Yeah, it's uh, but you know, it's it's okay. It's uh, I was telling Adam when I joined the show, I'm I'm unencumbered. Um, I don't have a garden. I'm traveling. Got my dog. Everything I owns in my truck, so I ain't got to worry about losing shit. And you know, you you got to make the best of it. I as you know, I've always been an activist, and I've had some my activism down in the past because of my cultivation efforts and everything. And that'll that'll keep going. Are, is the Emerald Cup going to go on, Jim? You know what? People have been worried about that. And, uh, frankly, I was there for a day or two also, but I really couldn't voice it too much because people like you guys were losing everything. But the Emerald Cup is stabilized at the fairgrounds. Uh, the evacuation center is there. Uh, they got the National Guard there. It's not going to have a problem. We signed uh, the Roots to come headline. Uh, you know, we've got Chromatic and uh, a couple other big bands. We have a big band we can't announce until after... Halloween, but no, we're not going anywhere. But we are going to use it as a rallying. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to change that. It's definitely going to definitely going to be a. a it's going to be interesting though. It's going to be a great place for people to, you know, finally get to see each other. And, and it's going to be weird. It's going to be like a totally different vibe. Totally different vibe. It's like a tear. I tear up now just like thinking about it. I'm already like I'm already like. I just did. I just did. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, it just no, made me instantly instantly want to cry. I'm like, holy really. shit, it's going to be crazy. You know, because normally you're already waiting yeah. to get there to see all your friends, and now you're really, you know, you're, you know it's going to be just like, yeah, it's going to be weird. Well, so many things happen. Like, like, like Tim, my hash, the hash that we got out of there with Frenchie and Bond and stuff we made under the moonlight that the film was destroyed in the fire and everything. I mean, that's the last cannabis I'll ever do personally. But that's also a fucking killer story, you know? It's like, yeah, everybody smoked this hash that we right. we snuck off the mountains with our lives with. I, and I want to tell you, Tim, do you know Dave at Sonoma Patient Group? Yeah, I do. So you, you want to talk fear? He escaped with his underwear, bro, and burns. Seriously. He ran yeah. through a flaming house. 
say. You know, I was I was at the doing our radio spots yesterday with Media Sonics, and his son woke up, and their house was woke up, and their house was on fire, fire, and they had to get the two kids and the wife out, and the same thing, just the clothes on their back running down the streets, and then they Awful. they watched their house burn down, and then he went out and spent the next two days helping other people, and so you hear about these stories left and right of people that are going through this. Uh, board of supervisors down there lost her house and she's out helping people i mean we're a very resilient community especially the cannabis people you know so you know people that have gone to jail been ripped off lost everything multiple times and we all stick get back up and stand up and uh, so that's the one thing about the cannabis community is we're some strong resilient people so mm-hmm. you know uh yeah you know, I we'll know be here a, for the long run we're not going anywhere it's it's crazy how it's like you know and and, and it, you know everybody's so many people affected by this one by this you know one disaster and at the same time and everybody being in that same cycle at the same fucking time and it's like you know some people some people are like probably stoked they don't have like they have like in the back of their mind that one little thing like you were saying sub it's like well fuck i guess i don't have to trim any fucking weed this year because that was just about to dr- <laughs> that was just about to drop the next couple days you know you were like oh you're just already planning it all and thinking about all the things you got to cover and all the bills you got to pay and, and you're like fuck it, i guess i don't have to deal with that you know there's gonna be a lot of i mean there's a lot coming down that's just like weird and it's just a, it, but at the same time you know we all have the same thing like we all think about our backups and our backup plan that we obviously had because you have to have one otherwise you know there's <laughs> there, but even even with the clothes on your back you can you know sometimes do it you know and that's the whole deal i'm sure you can yeah yeah, but you know what? The, the, a lot of these people with this legalization market coming in, you, John can say the same thing with Fry Vineyards and everybody. Everybody put a lot of time and money mm. into becoming regulated and legitimized, uh, getting their water rights, everything up to speed, you know, getting their farms together. And there's a lot of money that went into that. And so a lot of people didn't have a lot of backup. That's true. Because That's they true. were yeah. really putting it, putting it all in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't sell cannabis as fast anymore when it comes off the off the uh, you know stock it mm-hmm. takes a little longer now so most people had it all if they were harvesting it was all put away they hadn't sold much so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of resources that people got yeah. and the people that did have losses like John there pretty much lost it all so right. Uh, right. there wasn't much of a backup for many of those people um, it's still going to be a bumper crop we had no mold like last year we had 40% loss because of all the mold and rain and this year it's just uh, no rain, no nothing that's can slow it down. It's a huge bumper crop coming in. So even though three Tim, or five percent Tim, of the triangle is going to lost, you know, yeah. Pam, Tim, you know what Pat said that just crushed me. We were standing there the morning of the uh, fire. I, you know, I got out of there, got yeah. a cover there, get some air, and it was under the smoke. It was freaking twenty percent humidity and eighty-two. There's no better yeah. ganja growing weather than right now, and it's you know, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, it was like ten percent humidity. There's no humidity. So nice, so nice. Right. right. We got no, out. We got half our. Right. We got half our crop out in hash. Over half our crop out in hash. The last, the last of the garden is the prettiest, obviously, and it it it's scorched. But you know, I I think I think for me personally, um, and I mentioned this to Adam when I was. I just I have to keep a smile on behind this laughter, and then the guys that watch my show. And hear the jokes and shit. Yeah, I'm dying inside. I mean, I lost things that that cannot ever be replaced. And then I mentioned this on my show. I was trying to say this carefully. I just say it. it's like because of the business we're in, not all of us have bank accounts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. A serious fucking economy went down out there. Right. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. 
Yeah, and then not uh, the first time I've started out from square one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and that is, and that is the crazy part is that like when you when when you lose everything, because I lost everything in Amsterdam, same kind of you know, not the same style, but I did lose everything, and it was like the littlest thing to me meant so much. Later, I was like, oh look, I got this one fucking thing that I like one, you know, got nothing off the, I got nothing of my genetics almost except for whatever backed up, and I had literally. Damn, yeah. this is yeah. It, it kills you, though, right? It drove you crazy. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, it was, I was actually like the, the things that was made me happy was that I had given a guy a tray of clones that day or that, that morning, uh, that it actually, the fire happened in the middle of the night, but I, that, that morning I went over and I got a tray of clones and I was all bummed out because I had to give him like eight different things. Cause I just couldn't fill the order, you know? And I was like, well, dude, I got to give you like a little of this and a little of that and a little of this. And I, and he was a really, really good grower, but he didn't smoke weed. He's a typical Dutch guy. Right. So I just gave it to him and, and I was like, here, here's, you know, I gave him some Kush. I gave him some sour, all the things that were like my breeding blocks kind of things. And all of a sudden, when the fire happened, I was like, fuck, thank God I gave that guy that one tray. So I could go back and jerk a couple of those plants back, you know what I mean? But it was just, like, weird how, like, then that was, like, you know, those little things just fucking saved my entire thing. Because otherwise, I had to start, really start over again. But, you know, I'm sure even when you, I mean, I know, Sub, you you're, you said your stuff's all backed up. And Lumpa, I'm sure you got other people out there that are going to be able to help you rebuild your your library, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've we've shared, I've shared some things. I, you know, I haven't even gone down that road. I've just been focusing on helping up everybody else around here. I'm sure everything's going to come back. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not worried. There's so many good people around. Right. You know, it's like I'm not even worried. We'll be fine. I know. I know. It's just one foot in front of the other. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I mean, and the, the breeders are helping each other too. I mean, if any of the breeders, like Jerry Pio G, was one of my clones that I got last year, it's already back in my hand. It was driven to my house. Well, not my house. My house is a truck, but <laughs> it was driven to my truck. Um, I, gotta, well, I want to tell you yeah. guys a story about shock. There's two stories I want to tell. I don't think Mom can, can understand this, but this is a story about shock. I didn't understand shock. For three days, I was running and telling him, oh, my house burnt down. Big old smile on my face, looking bold. So Wednesday night, I call my um, printer, and I have my printer working to, to, to rebuild. I mean, I have a lot. I have over 200 people that depend on me, so... Got the printing going, and one of the things I said, I said, hey, I need a Mendo dope pack. And, okay, cool. So in my house, and I'm going to say was, at the time I was saying is, was a shelf, and it had a Bob Snodglass uh, bottle on it. It had something from Jack. It had pictures of my kids and my wife, and it had many things that are special to me. And on it was a jar of Mendo dope seeds. And in my mind, I reached up to grab the Mendo dope seeds, and then the jar went away, and the wall went away, and... I realized I don't have a fucking house, so I don't have any Mendo Dope seeds. And, I mean, I can recreate them, but we're going to launch it, and the kids are all excited. And, hmm. you know, it's just, I, I realize we're talking about life and death and everything, but there's many sides to it. And it's, you know, this was a big thing. We're going to have a good time and celebrate American cultivation and the ganja garden and be proud to do what we do. And fucking it got burned up. So, yeah, it'll come back, but not, not next week, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that... It's just annoying as a businessman. I, I, the people that are hurting, they've lost their families, the people that died. I mean, that's what it's about. But you, we do have to go back to work and start rebuilding stuff, and, and some of it's going to be very complicated. I, Leo will be on in a little bit, but Kino's gone. I mean, that's – I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm such a weed nerd that, to me, that's as serious as a lot of things. We lost something that, that, that provides a lot of pleasure and a lot of relief to a lot of people. So, anyway. 
I'm pissed. Well, yeah, and you sounded so happy, Sub. I saw you down there, Patrick, and you were talking about the Arizona and the different things you had going, and it just sounded like it was, it was a pinnacle of a place you were coming to that was really a wonderful, you know, successful season ahead for you. And to uh, have that taken away uh, in a matter of moments, it is. It's, uh, it's a big loss. Crazy feeling. Yeah, let me tell you the zombie story. Let me tell you the zombie story. I'm going I'm to I'm let everybody take back over and get back in the road. But So we've been in Santa Rosa for four days, maybe five. There's no food. But you go to Safeway, and then, well, there's no food. You go to Walmart, and that's where America rebuilds is at Walmart. You go get your shirt and your underwear. And, and the water, they're not even put on the shelf. Just get off the pallet. It's, it's, like, there's people in the McDonald's line waiting for the magic food to come out of the magic box, even though it's colonials. It's just... It's fire sirens, ah, fire trucks, ah, ah, ah. there's people fucking everywhere, there's cars wrecked, there's people strewn out and living out of their cars and stuff. And The day before, I tried to go to the mall, and of course, it's closed, so it's on the way down to the dispensary to get some money to eat, and I see people in, in the parking lot, so I pull over, and there's skaters, and I was like, the mall open? Oh, yeah, so I got to go back to the, ah, 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 all this noise, I open the door of the mall, swear to God. The girl from Eponema, and there's people in the stores with no shoppers, and there's Panda Express, and what I do is a fucking trip. I went to Brookstone, I sat in a vibrating chair, I got some Wi-Fi, I got me something to eat. So if the zombie apocalypse comes, go to the mall. Yeah, no one's there. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's the no emptiest one? place in the That's world. That water. I said, how do you have water? The water's toxic. How do you have water? I said, no, we're good. Thank <laughs> Yeah, that definitely, definitely is a apocalyptic kind of a mall. Is apocalyptic if kind of anyway. They're just like that's that's <laughs> that's where they. That's what it feels like when you go to them anyway. So crazy. Um, so Tim, uh, I know. So we talked about obviously it's going on, and obviously it's going to change the vibe a little bit. But um, uh, how? What are we going to do about fucking hotels? What's the deal with that? Is that going to? I mean, what, how many hotels went down? Do you think? And how many people are? Uh, you know. You know what? It's really, uh, when you start thinking about these things, I mean, it was northern Santa Rosa for the most part. Yeah. Hit to the east, you know, going out into Geyserville and Sonoma and, and uh, Calistoga, but uh, Fountain Grove and the Hilton, which we use. At one point, I heard that the Flamingo, which is our main hotel, was on fire, and I thought, gosh, are we going to put a cup on in tents? I know. That's I mean, what, what I, I, I heard that, no too. That's, and I was like, but, oh, no. But, but did you know it? what? The, yeah. not, not many hotels went down, but this is the challenge. you got all these displaced people that are going to need hotels. Right. And so hotels are going to be at a premium for the next couple of months. We're getting every hotel we can get. Uh, at, at this point, I'm looking at it as a blessing. If that's what we're dealing with is trying to find people places to stay yeah. and the cup runs and we get to have a tremendous gathering place that we can do a, a auction and a bunch of relief uh, for the victims and, you know, bring people in and talk about it and have community, not only for the cannabis people, but for the overall community because there were so many homes that just went down. But, you know, it's a, uh, it is going to be something, but at this point, I'm thankful that, the, that for the small miracles, like the Flamingo being there, the fairgrounds not burning down, because if the fairgrounds had burned down, where would we have gotten yeah. permits? How can we even put the show on? No, no, we exactly. would have just lost it all. Right. We already had deposits. We probably would have been a million dollars. And you don't have, like, you don't have insurance for cannabis losses. Well, you don't have insurance for losses for, like, the Emerald Cup. Mm-hmm. It would have probably cost me a million dollars. And that's that's a lot of money. I don't know. Where I, I, would I think it might even been. More, going, I, I so. think it would have been more in the end because it would have just snowballed at that point. You know what I mean? Because there'd be so oh, many yeah. people be jumping in like just sue Tim. They'd be like, oh no, Tim's going. Yeah. Like everybody be suing you left and right. It'd be horrible. The American way, you know. You know, as it on, is, on, on a as it, on a yeah, different yeah. note, can I ask you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So my personally, 
I, I know I cut you guys slammed off. I just no, I no, wanted no, to talk sure. to Tim today and I couldn't find him. So like my my land is gone. It burnt the bridge. My bridge is gone. My land is scored. It burned the concrete. There's nothing left. But but it's it's cannabis land. So it's three acres of cannabis. We've got five thousand indoors, five thousand outdoors. And before I had restrictions because I had neighbors. Well, you got no neighbors now. Right. So I'm going to hang on to it. I mean, insurance will do what insurance does, whatever. I'm going to hang on to it. But with what I'm asking you is because you live in this area. I mean, do you anticipate mudslides? Like, my land is not that oh, yeah. great when it comes to rain. So, oh, yeah, I mean, do we have to worry lines. about two years of that shit? Well, I mean, we're talking about putting down cover crop now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be there's going to be up in the Tomkai area out east and west, and up on top of uh, Redwood Valley. Yes, down in the valleys, not so much, but uh, but some of that hilly stuff east of Santa Rosa. Yeah, of course. And you're talking about a cleanup job for all those homes and stuff. It's just extraordinary that the cleanup job and getting that down, like John said, it's going to be cover crops going in. Um, there, there is, you know, most of that was pretty upscale uh, living areas, and so they probably have pretty good insurance policies on that. So, so you're going to have a massive stimulus rebuild and a lot of insurance money coming in to fix a lot of that. Yeah. So it's not going to be like it was the poor people that aren't going to get access to a lot of funds. But as far as getting those cover crops down and getting those properties, especially on the steeper terrains, uh, stabilized, yeah, that's going to be an issue if we get rain. Look, we haven't even had any rain yet. So Right. So uh, I think we know. got is – that, is that Gabby on the line right now or – who somebody just jumped on? Did she on. sound like this, Gabby? No, no. That was John. That was Leo. No, it's Leo. It's Leo. Hey, Leo. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, OG Tim? Adam, how's it going, guys? Well, Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Um, so we got I'd Leo from Aficionado on. For sure. Yep. Yeah, and so you know who's on the line, right? You know who everybody's on, obviously. Um, so, yeah, craziness up there, right? Yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking. We're down in Ukiah right now, you know, checked on a few people, and um, the the atmosphere here is kind of tough, dude. It's, like, pretty, it's pretty tough. It's it's really hard to see people suffer, man, you know, especially when it's, like, you know, your people, too, you know. It's, they're really, you know, really feeling it for, like, John and the Lumba crew. We and fucking so lost it all, Leo. We fucking lost it all. All yeah, of it. Whatever, so many people. Whatever so we can fucking people. do to help you guys out, bro, it's like, man, you know, it's like, sub, you know, we wouldn't really be where we are without you, bro, you know, and so it's like, we owe you, you know, so we want to make sure, you know, we, we all take care of each other. Hey, we got the Pino back. I found the fucking Pino. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I Dude, I love, you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, man, you just made my tears go away. Oh, man, I love you, dude. I love you, man. Oh, God. That's great. Sorry. That's some good news for you today, bro. Love you, man. Yeah, no, this is some heavy shit because it's like at the same time, every time you start thinking about it, it tears you up. And I'm not even there, and I'm fucking crying right now. So it's like, it's it's some crazy shit. It's some crazy shit. Um, so yeah, we got, look, if you don't cry in this shit, you're really fucking hard, damn. Right? <laughs> no, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Time. And, and it's you know, it's like uh, we're st- you know everybody's in shock still, and they don't you know, and that's the weirdest period because when you do that, you're like like you were saying. Leo, so, are, you, are you safe? Did you lose anything, Leo? No, no, we're fine. We're we're straight. We have partners that they lost everything, you know, just like you, homie. You know, so I'm really, really feeling for you, you know, really feeling for the family. 
you know, whatever we all could do, man, to help you guys out. You know, the community, it's time for the community to come together and help everybody out, you know. That's kind of the time. You want, you want, can I tell you one that's really with. bullshit? Y'all know who Herb is? Y'all know Herman? Y'all know this cat? Mm-mm. Liam, who? he's on, uh, he, he, Glenn Herman, he's on uh, Herb Man, he worked for me. Oh, Herb Man, he got yeah. popped for some bullshit fucking residue. He had a medical card and Lake County assholes put him in the pokey for 90 days. He's in Lakeport. Hell, I don't know if he ain't on fire. So, yeah, he's going to get out and, yeah, the world's changed. Oh, my God, the world's changed. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. no, there's some crazy, I mean, there's like, exactly, there's so much uh, to deal with for so many different people, and you obviously got to move forward, and moving forward just means like, you know, at that moment in time, sort of blocking stuff out, but, you know, it all sinks in at some point, and, and it's going to take years for this shit to, to you know, really come back to where it even was in any way shape or form so, i mean it's 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 also putting you know the other thing too what we wanted to talk about on the show was you know the the role of norcal um has that what it has been up until this point obviously and it's still, it's going to continue you know it's not like it never time to stop but the fact that it's produced you know so much cannabis and created such a you know spread you know Gotta be, you can't be, can't be too proud of it, but at the same time, you gotta be proud of, of the fact that it actually, you know, covered America in the sense of, you know, giving it quality uh, cannabis. And now, uh, it's gonna take, you know, take a, take a hit. I don't know. What do you think about the prices of? I mean, not this is like, no. not a. We gotta think about the, the reality. What do you think about the prices now of cannabis and and the fact that people uh, are gonna have to? Because everybody was getting a little bit ridiculous. You know, the prices were getting to the point where nobody's making any money. And we're all just spinning wheels, and it was well, like kind of bullshit. Do you think this? Well, is the prices the price have gone nowhere but down, and they're going to keep going down because there's a bumper crop coming in. So hmm. there's going to be more cannabis. Uh, we lost about 30, 40 percent last year. This is a truly a bumper crop with the low humidity and last lack of rain and mold. So you're going to have huge crops coming in across the board, more cannabis than ever. Hmm. And uh, this this really in an overall sense is going to be a very small dent in the overall market we're going to have probably twice as much cannabis so prices have already been falling you got boxes of depots at 900 the best ogs up north are going for 1100 and that's going to go nowhere but down you're probably going to be looking at you know six seven hundred dollar pounds by halloween so this isn't going to change that and uh, the role of northern california because we're coming outside in full sun we're just growing more and more we're not hiding under the trees anymore growing indoors like we were 20 years ago it's all full sun yeah, you know, but and uh, so uh, we're we're still a large scale agricultural area that's going to just continue to grow, and uh, you're going to see a huge crop going across this country this year of all kinds of quality quality cannabis, and uh, hopefully all these people that do well or have large crops can can give in and support to uh, all the people like John and, uh, and Sub and all the rest of them that are going to be hurting and need help, and we'll just we'll put that together as much as we can. Leo's talked about it, and everybody else is talking about getting together and figure out how we can help it out and support it and get a fund going so that that'll happen we're, we're a team we're a community yeah no it's good to hear but uh, what do you think about the water now with the talk with being t- like what do you think in the, the long-term effects on the water will be on the water table with all this is it gonna do you think it's gonna affect it at all yeah areas when it rains you know, that's what we really have to worry about you know a lot of that stuff that was combusted and and atomized into the atmosphere, and then the houses are burning down, and yeah. things burn, and fluids leak out into the groundwater table. It's going to be a huge problem. You know, there's people in Santa Rosa talking about, you know, the water's not drinkable in some areas. It's not going to be drinkable for a long time. Mm. 
So I was talking. I was talking to. I was talking to uh, one of my friends who's a doctor, chemist, biologist, cannabis, whatever. whatever. One of the problems with this fire. So if you picture um, my house, the wind was blowing seventy miles an hour in four different directions. So if you picture a campfire and you picture somebody's hand over it waving back and forth. That's what was going on. I mean, it, it melted cinder blocks. It melted tungsten. It, 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 the, the pollution that's in the ground right now is astronomical. And, and when it rains, we're, that's the problem. That's what's going on. So it is a big deal. I mean, I had a concrete roof, and it is vaporized. So think about that. It's hot. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just thinking of the soil. I'm just thinking of plants going, you know, it's like it's going to be that's going to be hard to tell if it's some places will be usable within the, that next season or even, you know, it's like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot to think about, I guess. You know, it's like, fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so besides, uh, Emerald cup, where's the best meeting places for all these people? Cause I, you mentioned one, uh, uh, sub, I think, right. But, yeah. yeah. Soil King. I mean, Patrick just basically is, well, where I live, I live, what, 25 minutes from Patrick and breakfast is 10 minutes away. I mean, pretty much in the morning, it's not for me to go up and hit there. You know, people like Russian River Farms, who I understand lost a farm. I think he's one of the best growers in, that I know out there. And, and all these other people are just, they lose their shit. And so if you want to know what's going on, you go to Pat, you know, you get some supplies, which is always a good thing. And you, you find out what's going on. And that's, he's raising money. He has dog shelter. They're taking uh, donations of clothes. And so that's the Soil King and Garden Center in, in Cloverdale. And it's just where I'm from on Tuesdays at Paco Tuesdays, you can meet up to 30 Northern Cali growers hanging out there. And it's, I don't know, it's where we go to mingle and then go back to work. So, yes, that is a hub right now for, for everybody up there in the area that's been affected and, uh, and also an area of information. Yeah, and what's up with the internet and the, all the phone, you know, the, the communications and stuff up there? What's, how, how is this spotty at best or is it, is it coming back or? It's bad. It seems um, like it's coming back. powers are gone. You think it's coming back now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had service in the valley here today. I'm just, I'm just pulling out of the valley here now. It's like driving through a war zone. I'm taking the cat to the vet. This is, it's, it's pretty sad to see all these homes gone. It's going to be a long time to rebuild. But you know what? We're a resilient community, like we've all said. Mm-hmm. Just got to fucking plant the seed, and it'll grow. Right, right. Yeah. And- as I just say, I'm going to build a giant cannabis farm on top of my hill because I don't have any neighbors. I have a fresh start. It may take a couple of years. I have other plans and projects, but why not? Mm-hmm. Why not revitalize the land with saying. cannabis? That's what we're all saying. Okay. Overgrow yeah. it. Overgrow it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, besides the toxicity, I mean, we all know burns aren't the worst thing for plants, right? They'll enjoy it at some point. You know what I mean? There'll be some some benefits at the long in the long run for for some areas, but I mean. It's a, uh, it's a crazy concept that so many people lost so little, so I mean, so much in so such a short amount of time. Uh, but at the same time, I I think we're, we're you know we're going to hear more and more of the stories of people like we said coming together. Um, I think in a minute we're going to have our friend uh, Gabby from the the Garden Spout's going to call in too. Uh, he I know he lost his home. I don't know about the business side of a thing, but you know it's. Uh, Mr. Chemdog himself. <laughs> right, exactly. So he's uh, 
you know, I mean, he, he's also being humbled by this situation, obviously, like everybody, and, and it's, it's the reality of, uh, you know, we're one of the few, th- we're like one of the few groups that actually could pretty fast see things turning around, whereas other people, you know, they got to wait for insurance companies, and they got to wait for this, and they got to wait for that. It's like, you know, we all do have to wait for that, too, but at the same time, we can all start, you know, if we have a, a spot somewhere, if it, maybe not the rich, maybe not where we were at that moment in time, but... Once we get plants grown again, I mean, we all, it, it, it's like hope, you know what I mean? It's like this instant hope where you're like, all right, we got, you know, it's fresh, never seen smoke, <laughs> brand new genetics, you know what I mean? They never had to be tortured uh, through the whole thing. I mean, and, th- and the other thing too is like uh, for some people, you know, mm-hmm. as much as you lose, you also gain because now all of a sudden maybe, you know, I know myself, uh, you know, when I got new when I got new things from people, it was always like you know you could tell who your friends were, and you could tell you know <laughs> like when people knew you were down and they're all of a sudden dangling it over you, then you're like you know well, fuck you, <laughs> we're not going to work with that guy anymore. But then you get your other friends who are you know got the tray of clones waiting for you when you get done, you know, and you're like all right, well that's that's the way it works, you know. So it is good okay. to. Good. I'm gonna. If you guys don't mind, I gotta. I'm, I'm, yeah. I gotta drive to another location. Not so a problem. Listen, but I wanted to say one. I wanted to say one thing. We, we've 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 talked about it. All of us come back from the overgrow days. We've already mentioned overgrow. So I didn't personally. I'm, I thank God I can actually have people working for me now. But the very first thing we did the morning that we germinated 100 seeds. So if you're a cannabis grower, get your ass back to work and grow some ganja. Right. <laughs> and you'll also know that Amen. if you started it now, you know exactly when it. You know, you know the starting point now. You know, it's like it's literally, it's 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 a, it's not some just sort of random number in your head. Like, yeah, I don't know, nine, ten, twelve years ago, whatever. You know, you don't even remember anymore. But now, everybody knows where they're going. You know, where they're actually starting from on these new new lines that they're doing or rebuilding the old lines that they had. Uh, so we'll have we'll, we'll we'll have a lot more clarity on some things, you know. That's for sure, because we know exactly it started on fucking that date. <laughs> There's no other choice, because that's all I did, you know. So well, it's good to hear that from you, sub. And we'll get you. We'll do another show soon, because uh, when everything's you know more mellowed out, I don't know how long that's going to take. But it's really good to get you on the show, at least. Uh, for, and and glad, glad you got to stay on for this long. Yeah, thank you guys. Care, I love you. I love oh, you all you. very, very much. Yeah. If you guys need anything, you know how to get me. I'm on Instagram all the time. Thanks. Best of luck, dude. Peace up. Love you guys. And, Much love, sir. And um, at this time, I also want to thank Hazel for making this happen because she, you know, to get Tim rounded up, that's already like a battle right there, right? You know, on a normal day, not even on this kind of a day. On a normal day, it's yeah. hard to get fucking Tim wrangled up and get him on here. But um, it was so big shout yeah. out to, to Hazel and to Seeds here now, of course, for as always making this happen just at the nick of time. It was like one of those things where originally this was going to be a sub cool show, and it was like people were all like, look, looking forward to it because we're going to talk about, you know, Ms. Jill dissing me on some song or some bullshit, you know what I mean? And it's just so petty now compared to like all the shit that's going on. And this has turned into like. Yeah pretty intense show like like i was saying earlier i'm just like oh my half crying <laughs> during the whole show like i'm like fuck so it's a uh, pretty intense yeah and on that note i wanted to say reach out for prayers for hazel's father who uh has some uh respiratory issues from all the fires from oregon that have come down into northern humboldt and oh, really mm-hmm. affected his lungs and whatnot and then he got bit heavily by a brown recluse and it has uh, given him low blood pressure. It's uh, you know organ failure. They're talking about trying to move him now to Reading or Medford, and he's under some really uh, challenging circumstances right now. And our hearts and our thoughts go out to Hazel and her father too. 
Yeah. Wow, that's tough. So Gabby's going to call in in about two minutes uh, and join our join our conversation. If you guys have any more time, it's, it's, you can hang in there for sure. Um, so, uh, so John, you're from Massachusetts or something, or you sound like a mass guy? Yeah, yeah, mass hole. Yep. you got the you, you, got, you got you got that mass hole sound right there. I'm like, oh yeah, didn't ever really notice that. Um, so I think we got Gabby calling in right now. So we got a mass hole and we got a New York fucking Jew on the line. There we go. This is the perfect conversation. Let's go. <laughs> oh, it's not the New York Jew. It's okay. There we go. It's seats here now. The big guy. The big guy in town. How you guys doing? Thanks for thanks for putting this all together. Thanks for putting this together. Yeah, thanks to everybody for, for answering my text. Thanks, John, for, for, for answering. Thanks, Subby, for getting on the phone and uh, dealing with this shit. Thanks, Leo, for, for talking to Tim. I know you're busy. I appreciate it. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm currently driving through, and I've been watching on the TVs, and I just got through Mariposa. Mariposa did a, had, had a big fire um, a little bit earlier in the year, about 86,000 acres. And what was amazing is that Cal Fire, I, I use them a lot. I have a lot of respect for Cal Fire. And then I could see the houses that were dotted. They had missed where they where Cal Fire had, had saved houses. And so, uh, I mean, I, so everybody knows what we're talking about here. I think we're talking about 3,000 buildings that were lost, um, over 196,000 acres that are still burning. Wow. It's just... Ew. Yeah, I think it's got over 4,000 buildings but, now. But it's just it's just insane because I know that the fire. You there? Well, what's that? Oh no, I think we lost. We lost. I'll, I'll, we lost. I'll tell you what. Time, all fucking time. You know, it really hurts. So is that, is that, is that? I think we got Gabby yeah. now. We got Gabby. Is that Gabby? This is me. This is you. Hey, we got, uh, so I got John from Lupa Farms on. We got Tim Blake on. And we got James from Seeds Here Now on the line, just so you know. We're all in a big conversation oh. here. So thanks for calling I in. started already? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're just in the middle of it all. I mean, we were just talking with Subcool also. He just jumps, jumped off the line. Um, so we heard his story, which is devastating, molten, molten tungsten and melted cinder blocks and nothing left and scorched earth. And then... Uh, we also have Lumpa Farms. He lost everything, too. And we were talking to Tim about the cup to make sure that everything's good with that, which it is, which, which means that's going to be a real heavy, heavy, heavy fucking deal this year. It's going to be holy shit. It's going to be a lot of holy shits going on. Um, tell us, tell us. I mean, what, I know you lost your house, but did you lose your business, too, or you lose everything, or no? You, you, you didn't. No, um, the, the business is still there. Um, we are obviously closed for a few days, there was no power, no internet. Um, we reopened, I think, on Thursday. I don't know. I haven't been there. I've had, you know, luckily my staff showed up and um, they were able to take care of it. But I've been dealing with my family situation because I have a baby. She's four weeks old. And uh, so I honestly haven't been able to go to the store, but I know it's still there. Um, really, nobody's coming because everyone is dealing with their um with their situation and it's really a bad scene to even just go outside i i went out for a few minutes wearing a mask and my throat is still totally ripped up um so but uh my story is that on 
Sunday night or Monday morning, Sunday after midnight, um, it was super windy, and I was concerned that a tree was going to fall on my car because there's a bunch of trees over my driveway, and the winds were insane. Like I've never seen winds like this when it wasn't a rainstorm. You know, sometimes when there's a rainstorm, you get heavy winds, but these were winds by themselves. It was so heavy, I kind of thought something was going to happen. I went outside, and uh, the sky was red. So I ran inside, and I told my lady, hey, look, don't worry. I am going to get in the car and drive around, see where this fire is at, see how much danger we're in. I went around the block, and there was already, like, police presence, and they were evacuating people really aggressively. They were like, you got to get the F out of here right now. Oh, shit. And so, I mean, it was like, they weren't like, hey, you know, you got to go pack some things up. They were like, you got to get your stuff out of here now. And so this was directly around the block from my house. When I got back, you know, two minutes later, the police were already all on my street, you know, banging on everyone's doors and telling everybody that they had to get out right away. And at that time, my baby was three weeks old. And so we didn't, you know, we didn't waste any time. Um, we grabbed some diapers and, you know, some onesies that were sitting in a basket, you know, right by our uh, bedroom door. And we got in the cars and left. Um, I, I mean, I was, I left wearing slippers and, you know, pair of sweatpants and, my lady, you know, had what she had on, and that was it. Right. And, um, you know, the rest of the story, you know, is going to be the same for everybody else. You know, obviously we never made it home, and our entire neighborhood is completely dead. There's not, like, a single... Some neighborhoods, like, um, you know, I'm watching on the news, there's some neighborhoods that there's a house here and there that made it. Yeah, my neighborhood does nothing. No, is your, Every single are, house is your neighborhood the one that they've been down. posting a lot of pictures of? That is totally like the one that they were kind of using as the poster. The I wouldn't say poster neighborhood, but it's like there's like one neighborhood well, that keeps showing. There was cause, cause there was tight. two. There was two. One one is called Coffee Park, mm-hmm. and that one is like in a, you know right in Santa Rosa, and there was like a Kmart over there, and all these houses that you know that was the one where. A bunch of houses burned, and then there was a house that was spared. Mm-hmm. Um, I was up the hill in the Fountain Grove neighborhood, um, past the hospitals that were on fire. And um, it's up on the hill a little bit, and that entire neighborhood burned. Um, like, there's, there's just nothing there. And the hospitals and, burned to the ground, You know, too. it was... The hospital didn't burn to the ground, but it was there was a fire there, and, you know, they evacuated two out of the three uh, Santa Rosa hospitals. Um, so that's a rough one. It was wow. Yeah. And so where so, where did you stay? I mean, the, where did you stay the first night? Just friends, or you just found friends? So the first so the first night when we got evacuated, we drove down to Petaluma, and we stayed in a hotel for a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. And um, then that's where like some positive stuff happened, and that's what I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to just be a complete downer on your show and cry to everybody about how my life sucks. I wanted to kind of say the amazing stuff that's been happening mm-hmm. to me when when this is happening, you know. So my landlord, you know, I 
I was talking to him because it was his house burning down. And uh, I asked him if he would call the rental agency that hooked us up together to where I got the house so that, you know, to see if they had any place for me. And he said, you know what? You're going to live in my house. And he moved out of his house, like, basically in a moment's notice, like, grabbed all his stuff out of here, except his furniture, nice electronics and stuff like that, um, you know, just like his clothes. And he's sleeping on the floor in his mom's house. Wow. So that me, my lady, and our children don't have to worry about where we're at. And, you know, he told me, you know, you're going to live here as long as you want. And the house is awesome. We love it. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not in a shelter. I'm like in a nice house, you know. I mean, I have to pay the rent here, you know, but I'm not homeless, you know. And there's going to be a lot of competition to get housing over here right now. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, That's what we were just talking about earlier you know, about doing, so, doing the, the Emerald Cup. It's going to be weird just because everybody's going to be displaced and hotels are going to be full already. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to clear out for yeah. for the Emerald Cup. So it's going to be kind of a well, tough well, the hotel the hotels are going to be a problem, but I'm sure the Emerald Cup will still sell out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, so, yeah, it'll work. Um, um, but uh, so then, like, my brother suggested that, you know, we set up a GoFundMe page. And people are sending us money. I have no idea who they are, you know, because my GoFundMe got shared and then, you know, people share it and then share it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we put a call out saying, hey, you know what? We have no clothes and no diapers and no formula for our newborn child. And like, we're just like, in the, I didn't have a wallet, no credit card, nothing. And all these people, like, like I said, every time I look at my GoFundMe account, I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. You know, I'm trying to like see, am I friends with them? Uh, you know, it's like, and I want to be honest to the whole world listening to the Adam Dunn show because I think, you know, I, I try to be an honest guy. I don't think I would have done what other people are doing for me. Oh, I mean, I have, I'm not in this situation. I was never in this situation, but like when I see other people's GoFundMe accounts, I'm like, I don't know this person. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have a lot of friends and family that need help. And, you know, I always, when I see them, I'm like, man, you know, that sucks, but I don't know this guy. And now, like, my outlook is just, like, completely different because all these people don't know this guy. Mm -hmm. And they're sending me money because they feel for my situation. And it makes me feel like the human race isn't as shitty as we think a lot of the time. You know, it, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, and I could share one last story real fast because I know I'm taking up the whole time. But yeah, yesterday I went to the grocery store and um, I didn't have my wallet because I don't have one. I had I had a couple hundred dollars in cash that, you know, friends gave me. So I have some money. And uh, so I went to the grocery store with $300 and I just grabbed, you know, a bunch of stuff. You know, we had nothing here at the house. And, um, my bill was $530. And so the girl at the checkout line is like, hey, look, we can hold this for you, or you can take what you want, and then we can hold the rest. And, and so the girl bagging the groceries, who can't get paid much more than minimum wage, is like, I want to pay for this. And everyone's looking at her like, huh? She's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get my credit card. I'm going to pay for this. 
And I said to her, look, you know, just cover it and I'll come right back. You know, I'm 10, 15 minutes away. I'll come back and I'll give you the money. You know, and she's like, no, I don't want you to, I don't want you to do that. Um, of course, I'm going to go give her the money because to someone bagging groceries, that's like two days pay. Yeah. You know, and it's not no, it's even cool like, she, it's cool she didn't ask for it and then it's just great for you it'll make you feel good just get no she, she would she would tell she was telling me no please don't come and give it back right and i'm like i can't do that yeah. you know i feel too guilty you know so but you know there is you know when there's hope out. there's some hope there's some hope out there. yeah 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 well, especially, so. especially, I mean, the thing is, you know, Callie always gets a bad rap for people being all like, not, you know, not like that at all. And that's, it's, it's, uh, you know, maybe if it happened in LA, <laughs> it might have been a bit different, a little bit different, yeah. but no, nah, NorCal's always going to be. People are it. pretty cool here in Sonoma County and Mendocino County. Yeah, no, it's, um, and, um, it's great to if, see. If it. I can, I want to mm-hmm. quickly give a shout out to Patrick King. He owns Mendo Roots in Mendocino. Mm-hmm. And actually, he's like trying to, you know, get a whole bunch of donations and he's organizing a whole bunch of stuff, letting people stay at his place. And I'm like watching him on Facebook and I'm like, this guy's really out there trying to help. I know Tim knows him and, you know, probably the other guys too. So I just wanted to you know, say there are people out there trying to do good things and care. And that's what means the most to me is when I see that people actually care. Like you and Cece contacted me when this happened and, you know, CC sent me some stuff. Yeah, you'll get that tomorrow, I think. So, so. It comes on Saturday. Or something. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, I just, it means a lot to me that it, that all these people that I know, that they care, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what's going to make it easy to, uh, or easier to uh, to get through this. So I thank, I, yeah. I wish I could give you a hug and say thank you in person, Adam, but thank you. Yeah, thank you. No, thanks for calling in and giving us the little taste. Because, I mean, it's also like it's crazy because it's everywhere. You know, you're in the middle of, you're like in a neighborhood, regular, you know, you're in a neighborhood that you feel like it's not like forest fire zone normally, right? You know, and some people living up in the hills, I mean, you're always kind of like it's kind of in the back of your mind, you know, that's always like that anticipation that it could happen, you know what I mean? But when you're living in the suburbs, or something, you know, kind of like, I don't know about the suburbs, but you're living in a kind of area that's really tightly, tightly built, and you get a fire like that, and it's like jumping from house to house. It's fucking crazy because there's so much toxicness there compared to like, you know, one house by itself on a hundred acres or something like that. You know, there might be one area where it's kind of toxic because there's some chemical there. You know, whatever burned up, exploded or whatever. But when you're in the neighborhood like that, it's going to be like I don't know. If it's going to be pretty pretty badly. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty toxic uh, ground at that point. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, they're they're already saying it's it's bad. But you know, um, the thing that made this situation really unique is you know you hear about wildfires in California and other places. Normally, they start you know in more rural areas, you know, like more like the woods, and maybe they threaten homes and stuff. But there's normally more time, even though the fire is moving fast. That you know, people normally have a minute to try to get their stuff out. With this situation, me and many people had no time, no warning, you know. It was almost like the way you get no warning with an earthquake, it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's what happened. It, this happened right now and spread so fast, the fire department, they couldn't even do anything about it. They, they weren't even trying to put out the fires. They were just trying to, like, get people out, you know. And that's what made this situation unique because, you know, 
fires happen in California all the time and, you know, throughout the rest of the dry land um, areas. But this one was crazy. Right. No, it's, yeah. it's a fucking scary well, thing. That was, that was a great story. It's very touching, Gabby. Uh, my heart goes out to you guys. And Patrick King has done a heroic job down there. He's really just been an amazing individual to watch him over the last year grow uh, and just uh, become so compassionate, full of heart, just given to everybody. And we had a little story in Willis when we were down because there's no water. We went down to the dollar store and picked up what water we could. It was about eight cases of water. And I, I was feeling pretty good about ourselves. That's what they had. So I brought it back to the shelter. And we walked in, and they'd gone from the time we left. There was, like, no water left to where this guy showed up from Humboldt. He'd gone to Costco and brought, like, two pallets full and just filled their whole place with water and blankets and stuff and didn't even say who he was, just left. He wasn't a Mendo or Sonoma guy. He was a humble guy. Didn't want the credit. And he just dropped all that stuff off and, I walked in with my eight cases thinking, you know, I'd done what I could, and I looked at this guy and was just like, oh, my God, this family just took all their time and did that. A couple thousand bucks worth of water and, mm. and clothes and whatnot. It was, it was, it's nice to see that spirit. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, a, he, he's, a, he's a super guy. Patrick is. And that's why he's not, he's not on the show, and I wanted to make sure that we shouted out to him. Because, and honestly, I've never even, I think I met him once, you know, but I, I see him on Facebook, and I see what he's doing right now, and the guy deserves you know, a pat on the back at at the minimum. You know, and so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's craziness. Great. It is. Um, so, so I mean, like you said, you're lucky you got a spot from your landlord. What's so? Where's your landlord? He can't get sleep on his mom's floor forever, and right? he's gonna have to have a, <laughs> have a better. So my better so my landlord, my landlord is a he's a pilot, mm -hmm. and so he only lived in his house a couple of days a week, and the rest of the times he air beat and beat it, mm -hmm. and. You know, he, you know, because when he said we could come here, I thought it was like a temporary situation so that we could get out of the hotel, Right. you know, and then yesterday I went and talked to him and he said, no, you could stay here for a year or as long as you want. Um, no. it, the place is yours. And, and I'll tell you, he's got nicer stuff in his house than I do, <laughs> than I did, you know, like he, he's got like these nice curved televisions and stuff and oh, you know so Gabby, like, Gabby got to come up over here out of, out of the situation hey no I, I mean I'm, I'm just saying like I, I you know only, I, only I, you only you guy. Gabby I'm, only you, know you would do that <laughs> I'm just kidding something bad no, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding hey you know I mean it's like I'm just saying that you know good things are happening in, in this tragedy to me and I'm grateful and I want everyone to know that I'm grateful that I don't feel that I, I'm owed anything and Mm -hmm. You know, it's just you know, that GoFundMe page that got set up for me. I didn't ever expect to get the type of money that people are sending me. And every time I see it, it makes me super emotional because like, you know, and the truth is, is that we're going to have a lot of expenses going forward that I wasn't even thinking of when that GoFundMe account happened. It was just more like that was like for immediate needs now. Yeah, right. No, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, but, but I mean... It's just unbelievable, you know, that people care so much and are being so supportive and like, you know, you're sending us packages and all these people are sending us, you know, you know, the other day I said, because people ask me, what do I need? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. We lost everything. Mm -hmm. So, and so at first we were like, look, you know, we just need some baby clothes and, you know, maybe some toys for the kids because we didn't have any, you know, and then I realized we don't have any formula. So I put it out there. I was like, you know, I guess I realized that, you know, I should probably get some baby formula. And today I'm looking at like 
two giant boxes of formula that's going to last us probably like a month at least. Like, I, you know, I just put it out there that I needed that. And it was like, oh, this is what he needs. Boom. And it's like, I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, excuse my language. We're on the radio. No, you can but, say whatever you want. Um, say whatever you yeah. want. All right. Ho- holy shit. <laughs> right. Everyone responded. And I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at like all these boxes of formula for my baby right now. And, and I'm just grateful, you know, and I'd rather be grateful than bitter. I'm really glad that they don't think this is arson, because yeah. you know when it's, no, me too. That was really scary in the beginning. Like, nature, Are you fucking you know? kidding me right now? Yeah, because well, it was it was arson. I, I would never get over it. Yeah, you know, but this is something that can't be controlled, and you know, so we're gonna try to get over it. Well, you're right, Gabby. That gratefulness that you come in, you realize that such a wonderful, powerful word. You know, being grateful just for. The air we breathe, our kids, our families, and sometimes we lose track of that. It, you know, it takes things like this to make us realize and bring you know people together and extend that family out and help people you don't even know just because you're grateful for their safety and your lives. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll do that. Leo's been talking about putting something together for everybody, and uh, we'll definitely support everybody we'll hear, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get a system going so we can help everybody and uh, get everything we can to them. I gotta jump, guys. Okay. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, they're they're doing an amazing thing. Eventbrite now, because of this administration, uh, I think through Visa, but we're not sure, has decided that cannabis events are not viable opportunities, and so Eventbrite's going to shut down the Emerald Cup and any cannabis event for ticketing. And so uh, we're going to have to have an emergency call to talk about forming our own ticketing companies to support uh, cannabis events. And uh, so it's. Maybe the thing goes on, but it's very trivial compared to what everybody's facing. And uh, I'm glad your your family's safe. You too, John, and uh, everybody there. Thanks, Adam. Thank, yeah, thanks, and, Tim, for uh, calling. I'll, uh, I'll be in touch. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Love you all. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Be well. So, uh, yeah, some cra- some definitely some uh, crazy shit going on out there. So, so we got everybody uh, left on. We got John. Uh, Leo, you, is Leo still on? We have two people on. Okay, no, it's just Gabby and uh, John. Right? I, 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 and, I'm still here, but I've been talking... Talking yeah. your uh, it's fine. years off, so yeah, I can shut up for a while. That's okay. I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna round it up anyway because we're. Uh, I know everybody's got so much on down there. I'm 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 grateful that everybody managed to stay on the line for so long. Uh, thanks, John, for staying on. Uh, we got like another like seven minutes anyway, so we can just kind of all wrap it up together, and then I'll do my shoutouts, and then we will be done. But uh, so so uh, what was the. Uh, I know. I know that James is going to do a, uh, a seed auction for you guys. But what you guys have any like? Are you guys having some GoFundMe pages or anything like that right now set up? Yeah, folks. Uh, you know, folks set them up. Uh, you know, I, I haven't even. I like Gabby said, man. It just it touches your heart and like like it's you know folks like us aren't normally you know look you know the type that asks for help. I guess you know we're you know our thing we. We, we go get, we go do, you know, and like, man, there's so many people down and out, like, I, I mean, it's just like, like hey, oh, it's wolf. everywhere. Ah, yeah, wolf. Hang on, hang, hang on there one um, sec, hang on there one sec. No problem. Wolf, is that you? Yep. Turn your, you got your thing turned on because I think we got an echo. We have an echo going on. Or no? 
Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I'm on, uh, I'm on the cell phone. I turned off the. Um, good job. So we got I Wolf, turned off the sound. We got Mr. Wolf, Mr. Wolf Siegel just jumped in on the conversation. So Wolf, we got uh, John from Lympha Farms on, and we have uh, Gabby from uh, Garden Spout down in Santa Rosa. Both of them lost their houses, and uh, Lympha lost everything actually. So we didn't want to get into it. <laughs> we're not going to get into. We're not going to get into that part. But uh, I hear you. That that sucks. Big yeah. time. Um, for what it's worth, whatever we can do up here, gen- as far as genetics, we will. I talked to half a dozen people up here, and um, besides what James is doing, anything that we have that we can help people with down there, we're going to be delighted to do so. Everything we'll out of way. Lots of people in need. Hey, so did you guys talk about how? Uh, I mean, besides you know the loss of genetics, right? Right now. Everybody's crops are just that. If they didn't take them down, they're they're just gone. The garbage. Even even if they didn't get burned, it's all smoked out. You, uh, well, hope, you know, hopefully, just, I'm, I'm I'm reaching out to extractionists and a couple of companies. I think if we can, as a community, if we can get some machines down there and some red extractionists, at the very least, we can help whoever has something left to salvage. I think it would be really good if we could do that. Just because, so it's not a total loss for them. Yeah, it's going to be I know. I'd like to, I'd like to uh, say that you know we have a a, a, a ramp site that uh, we're working on doing that. We don't have the equipment yet. We've got the folks that can run it and the place that can do it. I'd like to thank the Yokeo Roots folks and Ukiah for giving us. Thank you for giving us uh, you know some space to to get some stuff from the evacuated areas out you know like you know it's it's only good for extraction at this point because we're never treated a plant like this man throwing it in yeah trailers and all stuff you know it's like right no, i was told i was told i was told that you can't well, even use it for extraction is that not true? Um, that you can't. You I, never, I, I mean, it depends way. how bad it's smoked out. I mean, the problem is that when you do extractions, you do end up, you know, I mean, it, all the flavors come through. So it's like, you know, you, you can't really, I mean, you could turn it to distillate probably and clean it all up. And then that's about, you know, I mean, there's, there's, which is better than nothing. Only option. I think yeah, it's the only option. I think but, it's the but only as option. as I understand exactly. it, I, I could understand it wrong, but if they get it to the point of extract, I think you can centrifuge it clean. You can centrifuge right. it into layers and pull it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, pull it's gonna be junk s- off. It's gonna. But all those turfs that we all love are gone. Yeah, I was gonna say it'll never be. There won't be any of the. It, that's why you're better off just making distillate or isolate out of it and just being like, forget about it. Don't even care about flavor anymore, you know? Because uh, yeah, but at least it's something. It's it's not someone put in a whole summer and has nothing. Right. No, no. I know we got. That's true. We got to get true. everything counts right now. So we have somebody else on the line. I think joined us or. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Yeah, it was Show. Leo. I lost you on a call. Oh, it was Leo. Okay, cool. Driving through. Gotcha. Driving through gotcha. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, man. No problem. Uh, horror stories, or you just where, where are you at right now? Driving wise. Oh, I was just saying, uh, where you're driving now, is it a, is it a burned up place, or is it like a, you're in a normal spot? Yeah, no, we were just we were driving around Ukiah area. We just got back into the center. We were just checking on some people that, you know, were at Tomcat, Redwood Valley. Um, got it check out see how they're doing and um you know it's just kind of crazy around here you know there's tons of planes flying all over the place i've never seen so many you know fire trucks and service vehicles it's kind of 
it's kind of wild. There's a ton of families just walking around, you know, Ukiah. You can definitely see the displacement. You know, it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it's it's. But, yeah, you know, um, we're just trying to do what we can for, you know, for people that hit us up, you know. Um, if anybody's listening, you know, and you guys, you know, um, you're in the Ukiah area, Santa Rosa area, you know, fishing out is always down to help you guys out. DM us on the IG. You know, we got diesel flatbeds we can let you guys use and some extra fuel, you know, if we could be of assistance in any way. So hit us up. Um, and, um, you know, since since I'm on the horn right now, Adam, you know, thanks. You know, just want to let you know I was talking to Tim Blake about this. And, you know, if any breeders, you know, on the show are listening right now, you guys want to donate some, you know, really nice seed packs, you know, we're going to start doing some auctions off the IG mm-hmm. and donating all the money um, to Subcool and John. Um, you know, to help rebuild their farms. It's kind of like a breeders coming together and, and helping the other breeders in the community out. Right. You know, and uh, that's kind of what we're doing. So, you know, if we could all come together on this, we'd love to raise some money for these families and just make sure they're taken care of, you know, because we all got the resources and we all got the followings. And mm-hmm. I think we could use all, you know, what we have for for the better. No, that sounds, sounds like a definite plan. You can count me in on that. Um, and anybody out there that has uh, things to offer, just con- you know, I guess they can contact you, huh, on IG? Yeah, either myself or, or, or the Emerald Cup crew. I talked to Tim Blake. You know, if, they, if you hit them up, um, you know, we're going to just be, I'll be running, you know, I'll start running the auctions from the aficionado site this week as things start trickling in. And I'm going to auction some of my own stuff off and so I could donate the money to Subcool and John. You know, I really respect, you know, those two guys, so. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially with John Loop, you know, the guy's, he survived the war, you know, he's, he's a vet like me and I, you know, I feel his pain on a closer level because, you know, you survive war and then you, you survive in this industry, which is almost like a daily war. And then, you know, only to have everything you worked hard for, you know, just disappear, you know, it's just kind of heartbreaking and, you know, I just really want to be able to help these guys out. It's awesome to hear. And it means a lot. Yeah, man. A lot. They have a good community guy. around us. We're strong. Fucking airborne, only We got you, dude. So, uh... There's a lot of other folks that need help, too, man. It's not just us, you know, so... Absolutely, absolutely, man. M- most definitely. You know, it's definitely humbling to have everybody step up and, and, and offer stuff, but, you know, at a certain point, it's like... This, you just want to you want to give too, you know. I mean, that's I haven't even stopped, you know. I just we just keep on going, man. We've been doing runs into this into the air, these different areas and pulling folks' crops out and the crops that are still in the safe zones that we can't get to, and it's pretty. Yeah, it's totally gonna, gonna sleep good when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, it must be. It must be just, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking at the same time as it's like, you know, it's adrenaline shit too because you're cruising around with fucking truckloads of weed and <laughs> like having to slowly go through like it's like going through a war zone at the same time. You know what I mean? It's just nuts. You know, my friend of mine at the property that I have out here, the same exact thing happened where uh, they were there before me and they had, a, uh, they had like the cops telling them to leave and they had to go up and, you know, classically you know, get the truck and fill it up with weed and just roll past a bunch of cops and, uh, you know, fire department and just get, like, get, get waved through and then be like, now what the fuck we're going to do? You know, we got this whole truck load of weed. We don't know what the fuck we're going with it, you know. And uh, there it's even crazier because, I mean, 
and it also, you know, as you see, it's like yeah, you've got to make extract out of it because really, it just it just the weight of the cannabis on top of itself in a truck, sweating up for yep. a couple hours, and it's just fucking things are going. It's it's active as shit. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's almost. You know, never <laughs> cut so many plants in such a small small amount, amount of time and treated yeah. treated them in such a rough way. You know, it's like yeah, it's not the usual routine. That well, no, yeah, you're like this is what cops do. This is how cops harvest weed right here, motherfuckers. Yeah. They come in and they don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? They're just throwing it. Ah, who cares? You know. And then you, as you watch them, you're just like you fuckers. You know, <laughs> just like what's I can't believe it. But then you're in that situation. You're just almost like. Got to move as fast as possible, I guess. So, uh, so how many? Yeah. Well, you guys had U-Hauls or something? I mean, not U-Hauls, but uh, like uh, like box trucks or. Yeah, and box trucks and trailers. You know, we it's just been a team mm-hmm. team effort. You know, like the pharmacy Mark from the pharmacy factory guys and Tony the honeysuckle guys and the Yokeo Roots Ranch guys. You know, there's and you know, I mean, it's everybody stepped up. We've gone and run. Run, run all over the place. Everybody needs help, and, yeah. and you know you can't do it by yourself. So it's like a team goes here, a team goes there. You know, we make the best of it. Right. It's, it's... Hey, is, is Tony okay? Tony's okay. Yep. Yep. Francis, Francis is. Uh, you know, as as far as we know, everything is still alive, but the fire is very close, and um, man. It's it's stressful, but when we're all together, everybody's facing out of Tony's place. Thank God they're, they've got a nice spot that you know, we're all able to kind of run a little community out of here right now. So it's bringing okay. us all together. Yeah, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some some. Uh, I mean, it's just the amount of. Uh, People who like like we were saying earlier, maybe didn't ever talk to each other, even though they would live you know x amount of now they're like you know living together because there's like one of them has a house or maybe no you know or they don't even neither of them have a house and they're fucking living in a hotel together or whatever, but it's going to be a lot of you know uh, mended fences and and changed conceptions of people and stuff in the next years, you know, just because some people step up, some people you know it's like and yeah, hopefully most most people, you know, but still uh, some more than others even. And uh, so these kind of situations, they bring out the, 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 the real fucking, you know, just core shit out of people. And I think that's the one thing about cannabis people is we're all so fucking been slapped around so much that we're all just like, well, fuck, you know. It's just like, really? <laughs> like, you know, at, at harvest time? Are you fucking kidding me right now? You know, that's that's pretty much the reality that everybody's in, you know. Like, it's just like, it's all, you know. They got robbed of everything, you know, and, 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 you know, that's, yeah, it's some, for me, it's heavy shit. I just, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> it makes me fucking, like, get right in there because I'm just like, oh, my God, there's so much, you know. Yeah, what are you going to do, sit and wallow on the couch, get out there and be productive and, yeah. you know, put put the feet forward? Yeah, exactly. And and there's so much to be done, and, you know, it it, it actually makes things go better when you're, you know, involved and fucking making it happen instead of, waiting for somebody to come there and fix it because that ain't going to fucking happen. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like when you, it's like as a grower, you always like would be the best, in my opinion, you're always the best renter because you never complained. You'd fix everything yourself. You know what I mean? You'd be like, fuck it. I'll fix it. I don't care. I don't want no guys in my place. You know what I mean? So you go in and you'd fix all their bathroom for them or their toilets or whatever just because you're not letting any motherfucker in that building. 
and you're not going to have a shitty toilet. You know what I mean? So in the end, you take on all the bills and you pay all the fucking their mortgage, and you and that's the shitty part is a lot of these people, you know. I mean, in a way, if you were renting, you're you're better off. You know what I mean? Because you don't have to fucking deal with the fucking fallout as much. But if you're you know, a lot of these people just bought the property, you know, just because they want to make sure that they're not going to get fucked over for the first, you know, for the, I'm never going to get fucked over again. And all of a sudden, you know, they got fucked over bigger than they ever fucking thought. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. So uh, that, that's where I feel because I, I, I know that side of it all. And it's like, that can be fire. That can just be a shitty landlord. That can be whatever it can be. But it can always, we're like always like in the targets. You know what I mean? We're always like, so it's crazy when shit yeah. like this goes down because it's like fuck, but it affects everybody. It's not just the growers; it's everybody. But when it affects a lot of growers, it, it's pretty crazy because I feel for it. You know, because I'm like shit. It's like everything's gone. You know? And that's that. yeah. You know what? We you know we all still have a you know the skin on our hands. You know, yeah. that's all I can think of is you know I I, I was I wasn't even home when when uh when my buddy Tony called, you know, I, I woke up and I went to use the restroom and I lied back down and I'm like, man, this sleeping bag smells like smoke. And I just, you know, didn't even think twice, you know, I'm like, ah, it must've been, you know, by the fire. Right. And, uh, you know, then the, then the phone rings, he's like, dude, go outside. And, and there's flames everywhere. I couldn't even get to my house where my wife and kid were, you know, I was like driving through flames and, and I couldn't make it in. And, you know, it was, and then to like finally see them and like know that they were okay as like nothing else even mattered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, and that's it. You get into that. You, you, you get snap into that mode where you just know exactly what there's only that, you know what I mean? There's nothing else. It's like, fuck everything else. And even though it later will hit you, you know, you're like, Oh shit, that sucks. And this sucks. But yeah, it's all about your health and your family and all that. You know, that's, that's it. In, in my yeah. opinion, in, in my humble opinion, <laughs> that's pretty much what it's all about. You know? It'd always be worse. Right. Well, it's uh, been a pretty crazy show for me, actually. I've been actually like, because, you know, I've been watching the fires and I've been feeling it, but at the same time, I haven't really, you know, I talked to a few people and everybody, but everybody I've talked to has been safe. And then to talk to you guys, it's like, fuck, it's so, so close and crazy. And like, it's amazing that everybody's okay, which is great. And I mean, it's like the, at the end of the day, I think most of the people that, that actually died were all elderly people, which I mean, it sucks, but at least it was, you know, not, it wasn't like there's a higher, a higher number of people that were like really struggling for it. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, yeah, they're fucked. There's like one 14 year old, I you guess. Know, the yeah. Group, but yeah. And you know what was crazy up here was there was, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, you know, a lunch whistle that blows every day at noon. And, you know, it was silent out there, and I just can't get over the fact that there was no warning. No, nobody had the, the foresight to, to, you know, set off a, an alarm or, like, there was no sirens. You know, like, these people slept in their beds, and, you know, I just can't help but think that more people could have been saved if there was an alarm. Yeah. Or, you know, I just, it, it's really, it's really been bothering me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and we don't even know because, I mean, it's like they're going to, I mean, now it's 31, I believe, and then or 33 even. Yeah, see, it's been, <laughs> and that was only a couple, of, like yesterday or last night or something. Yeah, so it's, it's going to creep up, which is, you know, even more heartbreaking. And then all the animals on top of that, which is just like, that's a crazy thing for me. It's like animals and fucking, you know, just the 
the recovery is going to be intense and uh, i mean I'm, I'm just i'm i'm happy that i can hear already the hope in some people that it's like you know it will it will we we will persevere for sure we know that um but it's going to change the fucking it's 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 definitely a 911 of fucking humble county you know what i mean as far as like the reality like it's maybe not not hopefully it's not as <laughs> government run thing like that but no it's like it's just that intense of a thing where it's like it's going to literally be the the before and after thing you know what i mean like oh you you, you didn't live here before that oh, okay you know you, you came after so that, that's going to be a <laughs> a pivotal point in everybody's fucking life you know plus it was just nobody's going to anytime soon yeah, and also, and it's also like a pivotal time because we were just about to go fucking legal, and it was just like everybody was gearing up, and there was so much like like Tim was saying, there's so much money that was being spent on bullshit that is now just literally who gives a fuck, you know what I mean? It's like you can't even like use the license that you had, which you know, with well, great, whatever. They'll, and and there's you know time frames on those, and by the time you ever recover, it's not even you know valid anymore. So it's like great, you know, it's like fuck, you know, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, weird timing things, which this that's why this thing was one of those things where I was like, couldn't have come at a fucking worse moment in, in anybody's who time frame, you know, at all. And and but the fact that it was such a nice condition for growing weed is like, well, we know what that means. It's like <laughs> there's no fucking moisture anywhere, you know. So um, I guess I'm going to stop-ish here. I'm going to do some shout-outs after I drop you guys off the line. But uh, I was really glad to talk to you guys. Um, I'll get you on when everything, when the dust settles a little bit. But uh, obviously we'll see each other at the Emerald Cup. And uh, we're going to follow the the auctions on on your site there, Leo. And uh, anybody who's got anything to contribute, please do. Because now's the time to step up to the plate and fucking give some, you know, back where they're going to need it most. And yeah, it's like, uh, it's going to be the strangest Emerald cup ever, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. And it's going to be one of those, uh, yeah, it's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird, but well, let's make, the be- let's all make the best of it. And, uh, I'll get you hopefully on the show. Um, John, whenever you got a chance and, uh, good luck with the rebuild. I mean, it's going to be rough, but, like I said, it sounds like you got a good team of people, which is important. That's the whole key to the key to all this industry is having a good crew around. Because when shit goes down, you fucking <laughs> that's like the real shit, you know, like something like that. And the thing is weird is like I mean we all kind of have that fire drill mode in our in our heads anyway when it comes to moving plants and you know abusing plants isn't really the same yeah. thing. But when it comes to moving plants, there's plenty of times I've been like, fuck, we gotta really move all these things in the middle of the night with a U-Haul and fucking sneak through fucking, you know, like, so we're kind of used to that. And that's always been like kind of fun in its own weird way. Cause it was like, even though it was super illegal and you're, you know, it was kind of like ridiculous if you got pulled over and you had to open the back, you're just going to not be able to like, you're just going to laugh. Cause you're going to laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that we've, so I think we've all been through that side of it all, but when it's a situation where you know that it's just like stacking dead bodies in the back of a truck, you're kind of like, fuck, this is like, that is truly apocalyptic right there. And uh, I'm sorry that you guys had to deal with it. And I fucking wish you guys the best luck. And I'm going to contribute as much as I can to help you out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Adam. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys, man. It was awesome. Bye, everyone. All right, peace. I'm signing off. I got to go take care of Kitty. All right, man. Thank you. And uh, glad you found your cat. That's always a good thing. Yeah. 
I had a gonna make a shit day. I had a I had a fire, and the cat was the only thing that I cared about. And, and it, in the middle of the fire, I, he kind of ran. Like when the fire was dead, but it was just me sitting in the burnt out room. He kind of crawled out from what, the basement, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's so good!" I was like, it, was, it was the best moment in my life. I was like, "Oh, the cat is alive." That's all I fucking cared about, you know. What I mean, the, I knew the plant. I knew everything else was gone. So, all right. Well, thanks for calling in, and uh, thanks, Leo, for calling in. I just wait. Well, shit. I- and I got oh, C tier now is in the house. All of a sudden, last second to say I didn't. Everybody wants to. Yeah. Everybody wants to leave, but I just got here. Shit. Oh man! Well, we, tell us, tell us, uh, <laughs> tell us your your tell us your auction and what we're gonna do. Yeah, everyone now that you're on, everybody really wants to go. And they're like, uh, they're like fucking uh, around. No, I think so. Uh, Leo's got enough shit to do with all with all his stuff and and, and, and taking care of his people and, and whatnot. So um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I'm sure you know if you guys just want to send uh, any uh, email. Uh, to info at seeds here now we can we can uh, my staff can run through all those and we have um, a way that we're gonna that uh, we'd like to run the auctions to where everything keeps and the chain of custody is not broken so to say so um, there's not we're not there's not people mailing around mad packs there's not people paying for things that they don't get um, it's, uh, it's uh, we have a, it's a system that, that seems to work out well um, and so then we can host those on the, uh, on the, on the Cedaholics auction site that we have. So, okay, nice. and then yeah, man, good then... idea. <laughs> and anybody I gave so, a shout out to send aficionado stuff for the auctions, just shoot to James. And if it comes to me, I'm going to shoot it to James anyway. Perfect. Yeah, that's was... a good central uh, location for these auctions. Yeah. It makes more sense. You got, so, got, so the, got a bills right there for him. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and dig deep and throw out, throw out the challenge. Right. You know, it's all, it's all, all, all the other breeders that I, I currently carry and, and ones that, that, that I don't yet. Um, I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to find my, my oldest, deepest, darkest pack, whatever that may be, and I'm going to I'm going to throw that in the pile, dodge it off. And that's the gauntlet. You know, I ask all my other guys to do the same. Go to your fridges, find something because, like like John said, a lot of people are hurting. I mean, it's just it's it's devastating to see because I mean, I I don't even think we're we we're at the top of the death count yet, and and. I mean, four thousand houses. It's just uh, it, it, this fire jumped a seven-lane highway. I mean, a seven-lane highway. This fire was such a massive beast. Mm-hmm. So everybody's dig deep, and there's a lot of people lost everything. And you know, we didn't all have bank accounts. So um, I think it's uh, and it's and it is. It's devastating to see. And so I definitely appreciate John and stuff coming on because yeah, no, you guys no. are in that shock that adrenaline phase. <laughs> That's just you know you gotta be just working on on drilling, just going and doing what you gotta do to help everything help everybody out. But um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm waiting for the earthquake. I'm I'm down in the fucking past Robles, so Richmond, the center of the the world's most active area. I heard there was just an earthquake in Ukiah. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Over here, over here. That's next. But uh, so yeah, so just shoot us that that stuff for the for the for the auctions. We'll run all that stuff off and. Um, we'll also put like a, a, a button on the website that says uh, donate, like a five dollar donation or a ten dollar donation. You can add to any order, and all that money will go straight through. Um, Leo can attest uh, all, all the auction money that we've raised for him because uh, he's gotten you know a thousand percent. So, um, but uh, yeah, I know that uh, Ethos is going to donate. You said five hundred packs, so that's a lot. Nice. Uh, Ooh. Wow. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Guys, a great. I appreciate everyone. Uh, definitely, and, and thanks again. Shout, right, shout out to Hazel, to Hazel Emerald Cup for uh, for getting this all together and, and putting everybody together. So I appreciate her and, and for doing this. She's yeah.
I'm, I'm out of here. You guys have a good day. Okay. Uh, we're wrapping it all up anyway. So thank you. Thank uh, Leo for showing up. Thank uh, John Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. Um, thank Caesar now. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll be donating. I don't know about five hundred packs right on the can. I'll do a hundred packs. How's that? So that will definitely. Well, we'll we'll throw down some seeds for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to. Uh, I guess we got to finish our shout outs because we were right in the middle of it when we started the actual thing. Anybody else still on the line? Two people. Okay, we had a new person. Who's a new person? I'm still here. Okay. And, uh, oh, Wolf. Wolfie. Forgot about Wolf. Hey, how's it going? Wolf's just hanging in the corner and I'm being all Wolfie like. <laughs> What's going down? I'm, I'm, I'm playing stealth, you know? I'm know. listening and learning and, and admiring people that are stepping up to do the right thing. It's kind of nice. I've been very discouraged about the industry for the last couple of weeks. I noticed that. Seeing noticed people that. step up and take care of each other yep. really makes me feel good. Good. Really a lot, you know? Yeah, I mean, because you're up in Oregon, right? So you guys had a bunch of fires up there that were yeah. affecting everybody. So it's kind of, uh, it's very uh, close to home, literally. So I guess, what what's the... Oh, uh, it's real. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it, Wolf. <laughs> well, I mean, it was weird. We had a fire over east of town. It, for Portland to smell forest fires is like crazed. Um, and, and it wasn't even close. It's, it's, I mean, I listened to like those guys driving through fires and shit. That's like spooky stuff. But, um, you know, seeing, seeing the team do it, seeing everyone stand up and help is, is amazing. Um, Nick Reynolds from down at uh, Constant Gardener is, is headed down there with Shmuel from Grossmith. They're taking a pickup of st- full of stuff um, down to Pat King's place. So it's, uh, it's nice seeing it happen. It makes me feel so much better about this industry after the last few weeks. It's uh, yeah. Well, it's gonna. It's cool. I mean, it's it's uh, it's, really cool. it's very interesting to see. But it's also like because it's all uni- you know, it's uh, everybody at the same time. You you. It's a, it's different than if it's like you know because we we're used to friends going down in a weird way like it got almost to the point where you know because everybody's <clears throat> like getting legal and then if you're if you're running the kind of on the borderline or whatever when those people are down they go oh well they're stupid they ran their plant count or whatever reason you know what's like kind of like getting jaded almost and not really giving a fuck about people as much because if you, they spent all their money on their legal operation or whatever, and everybody's like now jacking on other people, just, you know, the re- attitude was getting a little weird. Like there was definitely a split. Like there was, you know, the people who invested millions or, you know, not, not of their own money. So they're like on the hook for millions. And now everybody who's doing what they did a year ago or two years ago is an asshole because they're not, you know, they've, they put invested the money or whatever. And now it's, you see a situation like this where people were on the fence about go, to go legal. And a lot of those people, you know, because it's NorCal, it's always been a little bit like outlaw mentality anyway. But when you're outlaws, you also have a kind of code and everybody lives by a code and that's the fucking way it goes. And the code when the shit goes down is to fucking make shit, like, you know, make, make it happen and fucking get, you know, it's not like, you know, but at, but at this time, I think people were caught, even the people who have their wits about them were caught off guard because it's the timing, the nighttime, and, you know, just all, all the things about it are so scary that when you actually listen to somebody tell a story, you're like, fuck, <laughs> I don't even know if that, like, you, I don't know what I would do. You know, nobody knows. Everybody thinks they're the, like, oh, yeah, I would be getting this and doing that. When f- fires are so scary, even if it's your own fire just in a house, 
it's terrifying. But when it's <clears throat> all around you, it's like above and beyond. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Uh, who else we got on the line? I add one thing real quick. Yep. This is Gabby still. So I just oh, want Gab. to add one thing. If yeah, I for sure, Gabby. So when I told my story before, I said that, you know, when I saw other people's GoFundMe pages and I didn't know them, I always was like, well, I'm sorry I can't do something because mm-hmm. I got enough of my own friends and family in need. Right. Uh, that's not the way I feel anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, hopefully I'm becoming a better person for having to deal with this mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. You know, to seeing the good that other people do make me want to step up who I am. I try to be a better person every day, but sometimes you get a little inspiration to help you make you a lot better person in a shorter period of time. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so, over, over, like in a like in a heartbeat almost, but like, but literally in the next forty eight hours of just watching people's, yeah, or maybe the next seventy two hours. Um, it's it is crazy because it's like you guys are dealing with such a huge thing all around, like all around you. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, it's obviously the best to take the best thing you can out of any bad situation and make it into something positive. And you're going to see a lot of that. But uh, are you going to? You're going to. We're going to live. You think? Oh, you know, you know, we're going to live. Sorry, I was going to say you. You got it figured yeah. out. You got it all figured out. But uh, what do you think the people in your neighborhood? What do you think the people in your neighborhood are going to be like? Did you have a lot? Of, were you close with your neighbors and stuff in that in that area, or were you kind of doing your thing? And you know, I, I was friendly with them, but not like super close. Right. Because you know, I, I actually I just moved there last October, and I got an old man living next to me that wasn't very friendly. But <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I mean. I, you know, I, I wave to my neighbors when I come and go and stuff. But I don't even have any of their phone numbers or anything like that. Right. So, are you going to, are you, uh, are, so do you think, uh, are they going to rebuild that neighborhood right away? Or are they going to like kind of fucking just bulldoze it and oh, kind of wait? Uh, I talked to my landlord and he's already like, he's going to, you know, he's going to build the same exact house there that was there because he's already got the architectural plans. And, right. It's just going to be I rebuilt. I mean, like how, long it's gonna, how long it's going to take because the people that do the construction are going to be in really high demand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be hard for everyone to, you know, get the labor to get stuff built right away. But, you know, like Sonoma County is a beautiful place to live. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, like, people are going to live here. People are going to look at this as an opportunity. Right. You know, a lot of people are going to leave. And, I mean, in the short term, it's going to be bad because there's not enough housing, you know. But uh-huh. um, I, I don't think that Sonoma County is going, and now, you know, there's going to be some negative stuff to the economy, and there's going to be positive stuff. You know, the wine industry I was going is to crushed say the, right now. I was going to say the vineyards you know? must be just hurting so bad. Right. That's going to but, be... But construction is going to go up. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean... Like yeah. I said, I'm trying to be optimistic, but I just wanted to say that, you know, hopefully this is going to make a better person out of me. And, yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I, I, before I wouldn't do what I would do now for other people now that they've I've seen what uh, you know I want to I want to be a good person and I see other people doing things that are better than what I would do and I'm like hey I, I gotta set my game up <laughs> right well that's awesome to hear Gabby uh, I will definitely uh, send you some more stuff in the future once you figure out what you can t- just tell me what tell us what you need and then we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen um, Wolfie 
test. Sorry. I'll let you guys go. Got to start. All right, man, Gav, thanks for talking to us. Uh, Garden Spout is going to be open, is open now, eventually, officially? It's open. Okay. It's open. So I mean, not many people are really coming right now because no. we're dealing with heavy stuff, you know, but, but we've been open the last couple of days. We were closed for three days because we had no power well, and no internet, which you know, system requires, but we're, we're back. People are going to be needing some start trays and <laughs> some small pots again. It'll yeah. be like, it's going to be a whole new world. It'll be like, oh, shit, they're not buying those 800-gallon smart pots anymore. They're just buying these little fucking tiny cups, you know what I mean? You have to do well, some, I mean, see it might be good for me. A lot of people might start going indoors because yeah. right now outdoor growing yeah. is a little bit discouraging. Sure. So, uh, you know, maybe. Maybe we'll sell some, some gear. <laughs> there you go. Well, now you can now you can start uh, paying forward with your company once you guys, if you guys do start to make some money, you know, just do some crazy seed oh. seedling special deals, and you know, yeah, I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can be super creative because you do actually have a means to give back, which is awesome because you're actually been servicing for how long's your shop been open for, by the way? Long Fifteen time. years. Right, and you've been. Years. This is the fifteenth year anniversary. Uh, actually, excuse me, we're 16 years now, but, you know. Oh, so, old enough to drive. Yeah. You're old enough to drive. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so. We had we had the first indoor garden shop in all of Mendocino County. Yeah, that's crazy. That was some forethought there. Now how many are there, like 50, more, 100? Yeah. Uh, no, not in Mendocino. I know, it sounds that big of an Mendocino went through, like, a spurt where it was a great place to grow indoors. Uh-huh. And then when the prices dropped, then became more of an outdoor growing country again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I opened up my store, indoor growing in Mendocino County was really going through the roof. Right. And, you know, not so much anymore, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Sure. Well, good luck with that. Thanks for calling in and giving your story. It was good. Good. It was definitely a good show. Uh, Wolfie, what are you going to do? Round it, you're going to finish us off. You're finishing us off. It's, we're doing the 630. Okay. Well, well, then in the next 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you, if you can help the people down in California, do it. If you can't, help someone near you because that's what our movement started in. Good enough? Very good. Very good. I like that. Yeah, because, I mean, the reality is, of course, and, and it was also when I was sending Gabby's package in the mail, the woman at the counter here was from California, and she was all like, teared up about it and was like oh because i was like i'm sending baby clothes to my friend he doesn't have anything he lost all his shit and she was like i got i got all his clothes too i'll bring them you know? and i was like well you know we can make well, a time I so mean, you know we're people are ready exactly we're, we're a community yeah i mean and this is late at the and most families office. and communities <laughs> argue and fight and then they stand up for each other yeah well hopefully more people get that feeling i think we're we're, we're you know we know that in, within the cannabis community we do already have that We'll bitch and moan and fight and all that, but at the end of the day, when it comes down, when the shit goes down, we usually we usually come through. You know what I mean? Most of us. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's pretty much obvious in this situation. And this is the oldest community out there. You know what I mean? That's that's not maybe in the in down in the Arkansas or something crazy. <laughs> there might be a few older ones down there, but as far as like real communities when it comes to cannabis, that's the fucking spot. You know what I mean? It always has been. And uh, it's heartbreaking to see, but we're going to do our best and make it work. So I want to thank you, Wolfie. I've got to do three more shout outs and then close off the show. So get off my lap. I'll talk soon. Hopefully I'll get down there to the cup and see you guys down there. Yeah, you, you definitely will. I'm, I'm 100% sure I will see you there.
if not before. That would be outstanding. Cool. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Peace. That was Mr. Wolf Siegel, the inventor of um, the Sea of Green. He came up with that concept as far as, you know, putting a name to it and showing it in uh, Sensimilia Tips. He printed it, you know. He was known as a, a farmer in the sky. That was his that was his avatar. So very, very cool guy. Um, and thanks to everybody for calling in. Thanks for this uh to, you know, tuning in on the show, it's pretty heavy. Every day is another heavy thing in this country, but this was pretty damn close to home, even though it's we're in Colorado and they're in California. But if you know, we have the same vibe, same feeling. Everybody who grows here is dealt a lot. I mean, there's a lot of forest fires here, people have dealt with it too. So we kind of have the once you've been through any kind of situation, fire, it doesn't matter whether it's forest or home or whatever. It's just it's such a major thing that it's like, and I've had uh, two in my life, and they're both been like kind of terrifying. So it's like one of those things where you're like, all right, definitely don't want to do, go through that again. Uh, but for so many people now, same thing, which is crazy. And uh, it's, the scary part for me is the fact that when you hear stuff like you need to come bring your lawyer to your property because they're not going to let you go. You know, I mean, just like that's kind of like, you know, there's going to be a lot of scared growers who don't want to deal with the fucking bullshit after all this that are traumatized already. Now this is just making it even worse. So there's going to be a lot of people getting their shit ripped off probably. And I don't know, a lot of people just going to be weird, very weird shift in the uh, cannabis world. But, uh, we see here now.com. Thank you for putting that all together. James is the man. He literally, like Johnny on the spot, had it all going, got everybody, you know, ready, ready, ready on time. We were sorry we were late. Uh, we tried. We we battled Com- Comcast. It was a fucking. I always go through the same shit. I get like I don't know. Now I finally got it cleared up, but it took me like th- two hours today. So I'm sorry about <laughs> sorry about that. Should have taken ten minutes, but turned into two hours. Classic. Fucking Xfinity bullshit. Uh, fuck Xfinity. But we love Build the Soil. Buildthesoil.com. If you want to check them there, whatever they have in stock. And also you can build your own soil, obviously. Like, kind of like the name makes sense. Uh, custom blends. Anything you want. Uh, always organic, obviously, 100% uh, uh, approved products. And they're also, if you look through their they're super hard to find stuff dehydrated coconut you know th- things that you can your plants basically when you look at a lot of their ingredients you're like fuck i would eat 90 percent of the shit in here i put it on my body at least it's some sort of oil or whatever you know good ipm program super clean shit jeremy's the man he's put it all together under one roof delivered to your door and uh talk to anybody there give them a call they'll fucking tell you what's going on there their staff is awesome one eight what is it eight give us their fucking telephone eight five five eight five five eight seven seven soil boom eight five five eight seven seven soil if you want to call direct talk to a human being or just go to buildasoil.com and just be a robot and be like robot must order food must order soil um grow life eco oh, it's grow life we just call them grow life <laughs> our latest sponsors grow life uh were on the show last week two weeks ago was it last week? It was last week. Last week only. Yeah. See, that was a crazy week. Mm-hmm. Wow, a lot, of, a lot of shit happened in that week. Holy fuck. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we had Matt on the show. 
if you want to check it out last week's show, we, these guys are basically the, the link between the distributors and the consumers uh, and the consumers that are doing big things. We're not, this is not for, I mean, you can definitely get small amounts from them too, but this is really, if you have your, if you're working in a, a legal grow and you guys think your bottom line prices are the best, you can t- contact them, tell them what you guys are running through. They can do a side by side and throw a, num- a number at you. And they deal with all the distributors themselves. Makes your life a lot easier. And maybe it's a fucking good number. Maybe it's not. Try it out. Give them a call. If you can do that, and make some good sales. They'll they'll be they'll be stoked because I mean that's part of the what they do. But they are also they're saving a bunch of money, so they should be able to uh, make it work for you. Because a lot of times, even though we all have you know we have our accounts and we go to our grow shops and stuff, we're also like. You know, the reality is when you leave to go to the grow shop, you're costing money. I mean, if you're a talent and you're actually wasting time in a grow shop, then you're really wasting time. And if you're not, if you're sending a bunch of noobs down there, they always end up coming home with something wrong or too much of the wrong thing or whatever. This way it's all custom blended for you. You know, they can put together a nice packet, give you the price. And, you know, like I said, side by side, make some, make some comparisons. Grow life. Eco.com. Eco.com. Exactly. Um, and like I said, watch a show from last week. Matt is his name, I believe, right? It was Matt. Yeah, it was Matt from Girl, Matt from Girl Life. I think so. Sure was. <laughs> Matt Z, I believe his name is. Matt Z from Girl Life. Um, and also, we have missed one of our things. Oh, wow. Wow. Wallace. Ron Wallace. Oh. Wallace. Find him. If you look him up, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, we had him on the show. Uh, also two weeks ago, or was it two weeks ago, a week ago? I forget. Maybe it was last week. It was only last week. Mr. Ron Wallace, he was on the show with his gigantic pumpkins. He uh, didn't go as big this year, but he definitely produces a lot of the genetics that get used by other people. But they hit, but his genetics were the world's record combined with a squash. They did a squash pumpkin hybrid, and it fucking turned into some 2,000-pound thing. So look up pumpkin squash world record right now and you'll you'll see it i bet so go to look that up uh wallace only, what is it how what, okay ron wallace's the wow formula was the uh website right wasn't it uh wallacewow.com wallacewow.com something like that wallacewow.com check them out did you got world record squash did you do squash pumpkin squash world record no just do squash right now this year 2017 and it's going to be a 2,000-pounder, and that is his hybrid. They've done a little hybridizing. I said, fuck you, Europe. <laughs> and they fucking blasted past. It went from, I think it was 800 pounds to 1,500 pounds. To, that's it right there. 2,000 pounds. 2,020, right? Uh, 2,118. Oh, wow, 118, even bigger. Fuck. That's a big-ass squash, right? So... But it has a little bit of the, you know, it's got a little bit of pumpkin genetics in there. So, and that was my friend Cam who actually came up with that idea, which is pretty funny. So he like said, hey, you, well, you guys could just cross it with that. And you're like, no, that wouldn't be, yeah, it would. <laughs> like all of a sudden, boom, they got in there. So you can watch that show. Uh, amazing grower, doesn't matter what he touches. He's got 10-pound tomatoes and fucking 2,000-pound pumpkins and squashes that his friend's growing and Guys know how to grow some big stuff. I gave him some, I gave him some, uh, some seeds last year. So I want to see, I want to see how big, how big can you make it? Uh, yeah, this guy can grow. This guy can grow. He's from Rhode Island, also, so uh, another East Coaster. 
And uh, yeah, if you want to check out his uh, check out his website, pick up the products. He's got about nine different products, and it's got real good. I mean, you got to imagine this guy knows his rhizosphere. So if you want to get root developing products, you want to work with this guy. Um, but then you also got to think endo exdo. So if you look at the mycorrhizal products that he's pushing, um, he's, uh, you, you want to go uh, with the endos, not ectos so much, you know, even though they use a lot of ectos in pumpkins. So you got to kind of double check your things. But he pretty much is beginning to understand now, like, you know, with, and if you ever looked at um, the Mycos products from, uh, what is that, the whatever gardener flag? <laughs> if you look at the back of, uh, the one on the left there, the bottom left, what's the uh, name of that one there? I always forget. Huh? That's Azos. Yeah, Azos, yeah, exactly. So look at the back of their uh, bag and you'll extreme always... Extreme gardening. Extreme gardening. That's what I, I knew it was something, swag gardening, I always say, but it is actually extreme gardening. Okay, there you go. Uh, if you look on the back of that, whenever you're in a grow shop, there is a guy on the back of there with a giant pumpkin. That is Mr. Wallace. They've been using his image for years because you know, they know that's the shit. It's all about the... It's all about because you can't imagine that thing is being supported by that one little tiny fucking one thing on it, and you're like, holy shit, that's a fucking pumpkin. But uh, pick up some of their product, give them a heads up that you got it from here. He'll throw something in extra, or at least he'll give it the magic juju because telling you that guy can grow some shit. So get get some stuff from Ron, and that is it for our sponsors, I believe. For sure, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to also thank, uh, yeah, just everybody for calling in. Uh, Mark here, MTI at the wheels here. He managed to stay a little extra, but it was a good show. It was worth it. It's hella worth it. Good sound, too, because we could pull up all, you know, people who were low got pulled up properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for hanging in the studio, Bob. And a uh, big shout-out to my wife, Cece, and little Nick. Nick was a, Nick went to his first drum lesson, first new drum lesson, new drummer. I mean, it's just the old guy was cool. Your your boy is cool, but you can tell him that we have a new drummer guy. Sorry, he's closer. It's easier. CC can take him in the thing. You have to tell Dave. You know, oh, I think we were confused. Oh, we confused last time. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you're no, you can't tell him. You don't even. Know. <laughs> I don't even know. Man. Okay, we're well, good. never mind. Who was it again? It was somebody else. Oh no! So, mm-hmm. Oh, I know who it is. It's the guy from. Uh, it's Colin from fucking uh, Dark Horse. That's who it is. Oh, he was one of. I don't know why I get you guys confused, but oh, you don't even funny. play bass, do you? I do play bass. Oh, that's why I get you confused. Yeah, that's probably what that's it is. It's two bass players, and you're both kind of like <laughs> little guys who play bass. <laughs> I can't, you know. I'm yeah. bound to get you mixed up, right? So, uh, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening, and we'll see you next week. And thank you. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week now. I have no idea. It's one of those mystery shows you never know on The Adam Dunn Show. Peace. Peace.